You're listening to the Fire in the Hole podcast with Richard and Jason, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. If you like the show, you can help us out by supporting us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. If you want to be a guest on the show, or you want to get in touch, drop us a line at fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. That's fireintheholepodcast at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. Today on the show, we've got Cliff Caporal, Programming Director for Ottawa and Montreal Comic Con, as well as Marco Rudy, an amazingly talented artist for Marvel and DC, as well as his own freelance work. We talked about Marco's backstory, all things comics, and Cliff walks us through all the cool stuff going on at this year's Montreal Comic Con. It's happening this July 6th, 7th, and 8th at Palais des Congrès. Not only will Cliff and Marco be there, but so will we. Fire on the Hole will be podcasting from the site all weekend. Get your tickets at MontrealComicCon.com. So without further ado, here's Cliff and Marco on Fire in the Hole. Comics were disposable, and many of us thought that we were actually uh, writing and creating comics during a period of decline that was going to end with uh, the business folding up in five or ten years. Uh, so there was a kind of a more freewheeling attitude towards what you did, you know, the, especially at Marvel, where because of the structure of the editorial department, there was not a lot of supervision of the individual writers and artists. Uh, we had one editor in chief, uh, an assistant editor, and a couple of uh, uh, proofreaders, and that pretty much uh, covered. 50 titles a month, which meant that the individual writers were pretty much their own uh, story editors, uh, which allowed us to you know, go off in a lot of different directions that we might, other, might not otherwise have been able to do. Today, uh, there's much more supervision and much more top-down management uh, because the properties are considered very, very, very valuable to the companies that own them. And as a result, uh, they don't want to make mistakes which also leads to not being potentially as open to uh, momentary inspiration. I'd like to welcome you both to uh, Fire in a Hole. Thanks. Uh, Welcome for having us here. We're uh, apologizing ahead of time for, we're a bit rusty, as uh, we've uh, both been uh, away on assignment, as they used to say, uh, for a while, so we're knocking off the rust too. Uh, I don't know how how acquainted you are with podcasts, uh, Marco. I've I've done a few. Yeah? And I listen to a few, of course. Okay, I guess that's one place I'd be a good place to start. what what kind of podcast do you like to listen to? Most of the time it's Radiolab. And yep. uh, there used to be a set of gaming podcasts I used to follow. There's one called Epic Battle Cry that uh, got, I mean, ended a few years back. And I still listen to it today just for fun because it's, it was just very, very funny. Okay. Yeah. So it was comedy, gaming? Kind of kind of like that, yeah. Lots and lots of terrible puns. And I was learning the them puns for that. So that's okay. cool. You're a pun guy. <laughs> um, I like a few. You like puns, yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, uh, you know... Uh, podcasts are really strange like uh, they came back maybe about five years ago really hardcore yeah and then 
suddenly there was podcasts everywhere and then there was a feeling like with Marvel movies that they, there was going to be, you know, everyone, it's always like the rock is dead thing with, with any format. It's like, oh, it's fatigued. Everyone wants to see, you know, it's fatigued. And then now it's audio like, is again yeah. huge and every startup company is like dying for audio content. I hate that term fatigue of, of something. I know You're fatigued use, of that <laughs> term. Yeah, I am fatigued <laughs> of that Some term. Some would say. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, f- I feel it's one of those terms that's overused and, and whatever, like, oh, Star Wars fatigue, uh-huh. superhero film fatigue. It's like, <clears throat> listen, man, you make a good product, people will continue buying it and listening to it. It doesn't matter, you know? Why did Westerns die? Because there were so many bad Westerns right. that came out. <laughs> Just oversaturated yeah, exactly. the market with, uh, yeah. And I think maybe that doesn't apply to Marvel films if we're talking about that for a second because... They're getting better. <laughs> well, no one. Oh, hello. Okay, good. Oh. We'll get back to this in a second. But um, there aren't like a dozen uh, shitty or two dozen shitty companies pumping out the stuff. Marvel's still king of this mm-hmm. of yeah. this format. DC's like trying really hard or not trying hard enough, depending on how you look at it, yeah. uh, in the cinematic uh, you know world. But um, yeah, it, there's always been that guy who's like, you know, uh, like this is kind of over. Like, everybody yeah. wants to call, be the ones to declare something dead or yeah. fatigue. So. Everybody wants to be the hipster. Right. You know, of like, that oh. time, even before it was a name. Exactly. You know? <laughs> oh, are you still into time? Yeah. I'm not into time anymore. It's like, oh my God, why are you still listening to Duran Duran? Listen to Aha. You still listen to music? <laughs> You're still doing that? Exactly. That's, that's adorable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wait, what do you do with music? I just uh, I just pressed uh, it against my chest, and uh, I feel it through the vibrations. Uh, everyone's doing it. <laughs> so, uh, Marco, you are would you would you call yourself a, an artist or an illustrator? Do you have a preferred nomenclature? An artist is fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've always fle- f- fled that term, uh, uh, even though I've done art in some way or another for my whole life but so you don't have any problem with it you don't you don't f- you don't fear it not necessarily no no i feel it's misused a lot that's I why wanted i wanted to to actually stray away from specifically illustrator okay to, to do more a broader approach to what it is that i do in comics so that so it, I like the term artist better than just illustrator, right? well, and I'm not diminishing illustrators. It's just the thing that I like. You feel that it's a it's a term that is limited in terms of for, for in terms of what you do? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, I would like to achieve. Um, I mean, the people that I look up, the David Mack, Bill Sienkiewicz, I wouldn't call them just illustrators. So I would like to get to that level. Okay. Yeah. So they're like multi, like disciplinary artists, or they're pretty just much, yes. Okay. Yeah, they they pretty much do everything involving visual arts. Okay, so, yeah. which is it was kind of your thing. Which I would like to get to That's at some point. Yeah, I mean, everyone he's already amazing. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I know you're being, you're being. Well, of course, you're, you're, you're the artist. You're the creator, and you're, uh, you're, you're going to be criticizing yourself, and rightly so. I mean, that's you know, that's how you get better, but. Honestly, guys, this guy is... Well, that was my next question, is how do you know Marco, and what's the... Um, Marco, I mean, I, I've, se- I've seen his art before I met him. I've seen his art through a lot of the DC stuff that he first started working on. I didn't see your early stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we invited him to the shows and back in 2011. Tw- tw- 2012 was the first okay. one, and I attended every show ever since. <laughs> We're talking about Comic-Con now. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, yes. 
Uh, and uh, since then, I mean, we've become, you know, friends and yeah. friendly with each other. And uh, and this year he made our poster. He made our oh, okay. uh, an homage to the uh, uh, <coughs> All-Star All Superman. Yeah. Who uh, drew the original? Uh, Frank Whiteley. Frank Whiteley. So it's, I don't know if you remember the Frank Whiteley uh, uh, main image it's Superman sitting on a cloud looking down on Metropolis okay he's looking back actually. I remember he's looking, looking back, back okay. to the camera it's true yeah. yeah I actually remember that and I I, yeah. I thought I was I had the wrong one but that's the one okay yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah so it's pretty epic uh, yeah and, and I think considering I mean I try to make it different enough of course. that that you can think that uh, this image just reminds me of something I mean He's looking down. The, the the character's looking up. The pose is different. There's a, a differences enough that you can see that you can't think of the cover. But if I tell you that that's that's an homage to that, you're like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think, I personally, I think I like. Um, like film is more my medium, but like yeah. I would say that's how I would like to. If I do homages, if if there was an homage anywhere, like that's I feel like a good approach, because it's not immediately evoking anything but like if you look at it you're like mm, and it teases at your memory and then like oh yeah of course i feel like then you've done enough of your own like you've done enough original work yeah. there yeah. not just simply recreated something that someone yeah. else has done no specific to that and this is just a parenthesis have you seen um chronicle uh, Chronicle. The movie Chronicle. Oh, yeah, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from uh, Josh Trank. Yeah, yeah. Oh, poor, is poor, it Josh poor Trank? Josh Trank. Okay. But so it, didn't, uh, what's his name, write it? Uh, uh, oh. The guy uh, everybody hates now? Yes. The guy, <laughs> he's, an, he's a bit of an idiot. Anyways, yeah, yeah. I forget his name now. Little off? Uh, no. no, 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 um, no. He's pals with Josh Trank. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's uh, got a son lift. of a bigger producer, big yeah. producer. Oh, the, um, the lift. I forget his name now. I know who you're talking The guy with the with the hair, co the colored hair. Yeah, he was at the Red Letter Media show and he was right. bad. I forget his name, but he's the son of like a yes, huge yes, director is. from the 80s. Yeah. But uh, if you think of, if you watch Chronicle and you, f you think of um, the progress of the movie Akira, okay. there's a lot of similarity mm -hmm. there. Like you could think that the Chronicle is the best live action version of Akira. That's interesting. I never, yeah. I never made that connection. It's, it's the the character arcs are very similar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Or Lion King and Hamlet. Well. Um, would That's you? A good one too. Which is wow. basically. <laughs> <laughs> basically would, but yeah. would you say that that's a, a good adaptation then? Like that's I would a good, think, yeah. A I mean, homage? I think Chronicle is a pretty good movie. Max Landis. Max yeah, Max Landis. Landis that's yeah, it. Yeah. John yeah. Landis's son. Okay. Hey, even douchebags are light, are loud writing good films. Oh. Yeah, it's just oh, a shame. It's, it's heard just it a shame. That he Shots did, fired. He didn't. It didn't write many good ones though. No. It was just that <laughs> one. I need to kind of sort of just. The clock is right twice. Today. We're not. <laughs> we're not trying to like you know turn this into like a TMZ situation, but <laughs> that was very strong emotional reaction. You oh had. Yeah, yeah, it's I, I've disliked Max Landis for a good three or four years. His okay. online personality is pretty disagreeable. Mm -hmm. He's 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 an idiot. Okay, yeah. but like in a in, a, in a he likes to shake things up. But okay. in in a. You know, like this is gonna get me some clicks on Twitter. Oh. Pretty much, you know? yeah. He's mm. he he would like. To, I mean, he plays he, the shock jock he game. He plays like the, the Kanye West kind of stuff. Okay. He's like, oh, you, this is gonna be awesome. And when people don't like you, don't like me because of this. Okay. He's he's a, again, he's a bit of a douche. Yeah, we were talking about this with Richard earlier. Uh, how uh, uh, you know some people have this thing where they uh, they profess to 
to be just giving you the hard truth that you need to hear. <laughs> yeah. But it's just yeah. a veiled, that's a veil to be a dick to everybody, yeah. you know? Who hurt Pretty you? Much, yeah. <laughs> Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Who hurt you, Lionel? Show me on the doll. <laughs> exactly. Rare. So, yeah. okay, so he's he's kind of disingenuous in that way. Yeah. That There's other stuff, too. You can look it up and all. Uh, yeah. Listeners yeah. can look can look it up, too. It's stuff that I'm not comfortable talking about. It opens no. a big bag of things, but yeah. uh, allegations and okay. And so there's been some things yeah, yeah. in his past too. Well, be that as it may, uh, which is an expression I'm going to be using a lot today. Uh, <laughs> and I say I digress a lot, by the way. So <laughs> oh, the, yeah. you're not the only one. <laughs> also, clearly, despite I don't know if these are just civilizey. Uh, Tivitzayek is a good one. No yeah. one knows what it means other than us. <laughs> it's the way. podcast drinking game. Take a shot every time. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so you met him. You discovered his work first, and then. Well, yeah, I discovered. It. I mean, I'd, I'd seen his, his books and whatnot, and then uh, and then I discovered him, and I, I thought, oh my god, he's even cooler. Than okay. I thought. Well, what was it about his? I mean, because you obviously you, you're a comic book guy, uh, geek guy through and through. It's it's uh, <clears throat> his his early style. You could tell that. He wanted to break free from the the uh, s- typical stuff that you see in comics. You know, there's a lot of standard stuff, and the thing is that you see it at the beginning. And I'm sorry, Marco. I know it's go a, for it. <laughs> be in front of you and do this, but uh, you could see that you know it, he's using a standard format that's familiar to a lot of people. But at the same time, it's already his own style. And then slowly but surely, that owns that style was you know it became its own style be, it, it became its own thing that it was completely you can recognize his style and even as he pushes the boundaries of storytelling because it's not just you make great covers mm. he, he paints and whatnot and he like those one shots that everybody remembers but it's also the way that he tells the story he will use the board <laughs> in ways that uh that <clears throat> brings the story forward and and to a different kind of lever- level. Um, uh, what's his name? I'm trying to compare you to a Japanese uh, film director that um, uh, Takashi Mike, hmm. Takashi Mike, or whatever. That it's like he's just using uh, the, the 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 tools at hand to to kind of like break free. Okay. You feel like he 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 pushes the medium. He definitely pushes the medium. Um, I know that you mentioned your heroes earlier, but mm-hmm. like the David Mack and, yeah. and whatnot. There's more, but those, those obviously are too, they, yeah. they stand out. But uh, uh, I feel that a lot of folks are, are, are don't let this go to your head. Are going to look back <laughs> and, 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 and and see, oh my God, this guy was the bomb. This guy, look at his work. <laughs> look at everything that he's done. I don't you know? have that much of a clout. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's all in time, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's only when I'm dead. Of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's cool. I mean, better late than never. Yeah, well, <laughs> or is that did. never? Yeah, <laughs> if ever happens, yeah, I'll be dead poor, and it's fine. Yeah. Well, so I mean, you'll yeah. have one guy at least talking about you fondly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> say, uh, sorry, Richard. You're so forgive you. my ignorance, but yeah. uh, do you do you write the stories as well as illustrate currently? Them? I'm doing that. Oh, so you're I'm, doing both. I am writing and drawing and painting a personal project. Oh, yes. oh nice. But I hadn't done it before. Okay. So it's a bigger challenge. So you were just telling like the visual story that goes yeah, along yeah. with the with the writing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. I was living in Toronto, and um, I kn- there's the studio, um, the Raid Studio in Toronto. I was friends with the guys there. There was always, I was always on the verge of joining in, but I can't work in a studio space. I have to be alone. So I basically would just visit, hang out to the guys, and that was that. 
And uh, somebody was telling me, hey man, if you're not going to fill this spot, there's somebody that is coming about. And it's Kerry Nord. And I knew Kerry Nord's artwork from when I was a teen. So I'm a big fan of the guy. Okay. And I'm like, man, you nailed that? That's awesome. I had never seen Kerry. So we, we go, everybody goes hang out at this place. We go to a, to a bar. And then I started talking to this guy about the girl that is in front of us. And then we just started talking, whatever, whatever. By the way, I'm Carrie. Yeah, good to know you. Yeah, whatever. We keep talking. Like, You're the new guy at Raid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Carrie Norley. I stopped for a few seconds. Like, <laughs> I've been talking to someone I admire for the last. Yeah. How yeah. long had you been talking to him before you clicked? For about like 35 minutes. That's awesome. And <laughs> uh, we hit it up. We became friends in Toronto. He's one of the reasons why I moved here because he kept telling me that <laughs> Montreal is better. Uh-huh. So eventually I moved in. But, uh, but yeah, uh, we have talked about uh, the way we approach the art that we do. Uh, he has a more he's tr- for for our from our conversation he would he would tell you better but he has a more um, uh, as I said professional approach to things I have a little more like romantic view on things I, I like I don't know I don't really mind <laughs> being poor I just want to make it pretty so okay. I take a long time doing what I do okay and so that's that that's a uh, he he's obviously got I mean, I mean he's got 15 years of industry on me right so he's he knows the ins and outs better than i do much okay. better than i do so you're so. like you're a blizzard to his bioware and i just made that up dude no <laughs> i'm a i'm a cd project red to okay. his um man what would it be ubisoft activision no, no not activision. activision blizzard with before activision okay just blizzard when it was diablo okay <laughs> yeah. so you're, you're like it'll be ready when it'll be ready uh and he's got more of like of an industry uh, pretty much yes yeah. he as i said he's he's a, a pretty good professional and i'm a professional because i have to be because i have to pay bills but i'm very romantic in my approach to storytelling that's what he was saying i i tend to deviate from my directions i had uh, conversations with editors that would never end because of my approach to storytelling at dc comics so so yeah i i that would be a little basically art also i paint everything that i do which he doesn't okay yeah interesting all right and that's always and this is just a a style that you figured out that works for you or it's just the way the only way you know how to work it's how i i mean i am continuously asking questions and these so far the painting with watercolor and acrylics gives me the answers that i want to put on on a paper i mean I'm constantly trying to do stuff. I painted with tea in the past, coffee, like whatever. I experiment when mm-hmm. I'm doing comics. Because these people that I've mentioned that I um, am a fan of, they do it so much better with much more um, experience. So, I mean, I would even ask both of them, hey, how'd you do this? Oh, I tried this, this, and that. And I'm like, I'm going to try a different version of what you tried and see how okay. it works. So, so you're, you're a tinkerer. Like you like pretty much. You, you like to, to, to fuck with the, the formulas a yeah. little bit and see what yeah. happens. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. I mean, it makes sense. Uh, you know, illustration or, you know, art and stuff like that. I mean, I've read comics pretty much my whole life. I mean, there was a big gap there towards the end. But like animation, uh, it's one of those formats I constantly look back on and I'm like, I just I'm always like staggered by the amount of work that yeah. it, that that goes into it and how how we sort of nonchalantly like yeah 
I think I'm just gonna like not read this or that that series sucks or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, well that, that series may not be what you're into, but the man hours there. Oh yeah. The the that's somebody's soul like on that on those like that four issue miniseries. That's somebody's like entire <coughs> existence. To me, anything that comes out, like you know, no matter what people think of it or whatever, it's a success in itself because the thing is. A lot of us live in our brains and right. you know, oh, we yeah. say, oh, I want to do this and this and that. But then somebody produces a comic or a short film or a movie or a book or a podcast. A podcast. Good man, good man. <laughs> <laughs> and, <clears throat> and that's a lot more than a lot of people are able to do. You know, so it's like, uh, and, and I think it, a lot of people need perspective on that. You know, so there's success in being able to create a thing. You know, so I, I, a long time ago, a long time ago, I was in a band and <clears throat> lots of bands but the thing is that i we produced one album and we're very proud of it and you know like and uh, and whatnot and you're still getting royalties uh, yeah right <laughs> <laughs> actually i signed a paperwork because the guy's supposed to put it on spotify mm. hasn't happened yet but uh, <laughs> but i signed like i have it's a, a matter 33 percent you never yeah. know man it might start uh, trickling down again but <laughs> i see what you're saying you're yeah. talking about like kind of you're a big fan of reminding people uh and yourself keeping that initial respect that initial like you know okay before you trash this thing acknowledge that there's nothing here that you could do yourself <laughs> don't talk about this as if you could do better yeah talk about it as you can you get to go as a fan i saw this movie and i didn't like it but to be like oh the camera work was shoddy and this yeah. and that, that that you have trouble with a little bit because yeah, and I, I think I agreed with with you to a certain extent. I I, I, I was gonna say I agreed to a point. Cause well, to a point. I mean, you're a lot. Criti- people are a lot criticizing and oh, whatnot. Yeah. But it's when when people are like so toss it aside kind of commentary. Dismissive, and, you know, uh, the of, dismissive, destructive criticism. There's just, just no point to it. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And 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 with the internet, obviously, it's taken on yeah like behemoth level yeah. uh, sort of like I guess you started. I don't know how long ago. Have you been? Oh, uh, eleven uh, years. Eleven doing years ago. Comics, yeah. Okay, so that's roughly parallel to the advent of the internet. Yeah. Um, but it, certainly, it hadn't. The social media aspect hadn't climbed to such a. No, no. Uh, do you interact with people? I do. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you I find that whole world? Uh, on, um, I think you saw this because I posted it some time ago. There was um, because because of the advent of the internet, I did a mini series for Spider-Man, and uh, one of the issues. Uh, I think it was the first or the second. There was a review where a girl made a video on YouTube where she rips the book and throws it, throws it on the air, oh, throws nice. it to the through the walls and whatnot. And because um, she was pissed. Oh, she hated <laughs> the, the story. Book. Like she absolutely hated it. And um, when I posted it online, because I, I I post reviews that are some that are positive to the stuff that I do, and sometimes I posted reviews that people didn't like. Just like I post this, I gotta take the good with the bad, and people were dogging on this girl, and I okay. was defending her. I'm like, that's just her opinion. Right. So she contacted me on Facebook, and she's like, "Why are you defending me?" <laughs> I'm like, "All right, so here's the deal. You're entitled to your opinion, but you can actually tell me what is it that you dislike so much about this book." And basically, she didn't get it. She didn't get what, what, what was happening, and I'm like, "Well." Uh, you have to wait till the miniseries is finished so you can like the doubts that you're telling me are confirmed but one thing that she was saying was uh, Peter Parker cannot be drugged she he can't be on drugs I'm like 
on the one hand, human beings can't be drugged or be on drugs. And two, in the book, he gets drugged. So all the visual paraphernalia that you see there, it's because of that. So eventually we came to an understanding and we agreed to disagree. But um, it was just a, like a pretty um, uh, extrapolated example of interaction on the Internet, which, is, which happens quite a lot. Like you put something up and people flat out tell you, I hated it. You suck. You're the worst person in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Or they're like, you know what? Um, uh, it's not as good as, or you're not as good as. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're, we're into comparisons now. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a common yeah. one. I know people are different <clears throat> and whatnot, but I, c- I, could never, I could never understand some... I'm, I'm already thinking outside myself. Uh, but I could never understand why people have to go that those lengths on the things that they hate. Yeah. Like, I, I could probably talk for hours about how I hate Michael Bay's second Transformers film. Once yeah. again, you're in the right the place ones. for that sort yeah. of thing. <laughs> uh, you're not the but the thing one. is that at the same time, wh- why am I going to give him, if I hated that much, why am I going to give that much energy to it? You know, yeah. I, I was angry watching the movie. That was already wasted time right yeah. <laughs> so i mean should i spend more time but i guess it's it's how people are addicted to that or that's where their brains go to right when to, they're to that point um and and i don't even know if i'm trying to to make a counterpoint to you uh yeah <laughs> it's okay it's a conversation because um a few days yesterday i watched a bit of uh man of man of uh, man of steel and i don't like that movie and the thing is, I don't like the movie because every time I see it, there, there are scenes and elements in the movie that I really like. I'm like, you were going in this direction and why did you choose this? Why you choose that other? So you, you have seen me comment online how much I dislike that movie. And the thing is, I always go back to the fact that there are elements there. And same could have, you could have said, you could say the same for... Um, like any of the Transformers movies. Actually, you can't because they're just not good. No. <laughs> but no. uh, yeah, pretty much apart from the the fact that they they got, you know, some of the same voice actors to come back. Yeah, pretty much. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, like uh, uh, recently, I I again I couldn't even finish it. I tried to rewatch Sucker Punch, uh-huh. and Sucker Punch has five minutes, which is the intro, which probably is the best directing and writing that Zack Snyder has ever done. That intro is brilliant. Yeah. But everything else in the movies. Right. Not I think <coughs> if so I could just like zero in on your point here, because <laughs> yeah. I think I understand what you're saying. The You it, see the potential it's, and it's exactly. Just, it's yeah. worst is it's it's worse for you and I think yeah. for a lot of people to see a product that has merit and then like squandered it. Yes. Mm. Rather than to see something that's like not even a, it's a non starter, like yes. you'll you'll hate it, but it's gonna like yeah. burn itself out pretty quickly. Yeah. Because you could see that behind those movies like especially like the sucker punch yeah you could see that there's a creative mind behind yes. it the yeah. artistry is uh, enthralling yeah to a point and it's not but it's not like uh watching the dc uh, justice league film oh, well. where yeah. you feel it's a product and not a yes the, a, the a DC creative chop, endeavor chop job yeah. the, the, and to a point, and this is when you mentioned the Marvel movies. To a point, I think that the Marvel movies are a bit of a product. They are at this point extremely formulaic. Of course. Well, I, but to to just to get back to this point of like those <laughs> moments of like, yeah. oh my God, that was great, and then like, oh God, the rest of the movie. Like, yeah. the, it's like uh, the idea of like somebody be like, how about a bavette with a glass of your favorite wine? Like, yes, and then you throw it over the side of the, you know. <laughs> 
you're like what happened you're like well I'll just that's a creative decision we made you're like <laughs> but it's you cooked it though and to the perfect and then the wine was perfect temperature why did you do that it was a creative decision right so uh, if i think of uh, a parallel to that is um the the ill-fated wolverine movies yes right and before everyone starts going oh but logan was great uh not you guys but mm. that's usually what comes out i remember the first the opening sequence to the first wolverine origins film yeah where it's uh zack snyder-esque uh <laughs> like like time leap yeah thing with with Sabretooth and wolverine yeah and i i was i don't know how you guys felt about it but i was like I was on board. I was like, this is uh, the I, shit. I, yeah. <laughs> I, w I was too much of a fanboy at that moment. Because yeah. um, just specific to that, like I'm a big fan of Weapon X. The, right. I think Weapon X is the best movie that Marvel has never made. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the book. Yeah. It is just, it's the best Wolverine story ever told. So... Uh, Barry Windsor uh, Smith. Is, uh, oh yeah. yeah so I obviously amazing. went to the movie not hoping to watch Weapon X, but hoping to watch a little bit of a good storytelling. Get a and taste. I, and just, like yeah. there's just I, that movie just <sighs> shits on it. <laughs> it's yeah, just shits I, I'm on a, like <laughs> in terms of a movie, some things don't make sense. Like I, I, yeah. I don't I don't have it fresh on my mind. But in terms of storytelling, some things don't make sense. Yeah. And then there's the fanboy in me because I'm a huge yeah. Wolverine fan. Okay, I have like maybe 125 Wolverine action figures and Legos and things. And when they, just the introduction and they changed the fact, because yeah. I don't mind they changed the story and elements and whatever, but then they, it's like, oh, they made him his brother. Right. Yay. You know, like, 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 like that's, that's, I was pretty much going to it because I was, I was like, you could have at least made him his dad because it's been referenced in yeah. the past. Right, like, that he's older than him. Yeah, and but the whole yeah. age age thing. The yeah, because it's another kid, like the in the original comic. Right. Yeah, but you know. But I'm talking about like okay, yeah, sorry. be that as it may. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody drink. Yeah, be that as it may, everybody. <laughs> Actually, uh, fire in a hole, Richard. Or wait, I'm supposed to say that when we see we're rusty. I'm supposed to say that when we crack it open, not when uh, I ask one. Um, it's while you're sitting, I think, is what I say now. Mm. Mm. So quickly, uh, these, this uh, is speaking of beer, yes. Cheers, guys. Did you know that Comic Con's gonna have beer? Oh yeah, well, it was first time to the Comic Con. Yes. All right. Comic Con yeah. beer. Yes, we are. Uh, we made a partnership with Zoo du Ciel. Mm -hmm. oh, that's uh, great. And, that's a great uh, beer. We, they brewed a, a batch for us. They're they're brewing it now. I tasted it. Yeah. Non-carbonated, which is kind of weird. Uh, it's yeah. gonna be an se IPA session. Uh, it's going to be called, I can't remember the exact name, mm. Baron Von Maziak. That's pretty because cool. Because? Well, Maziak is the, is, uh, the, the, uh, like the, the, uh, it's maize or the, the, what do you call the, what, what's beard made of? I forget. Uh, hops. The, the hops. Yeah. So yeah. the hop is a maize oh, hops okay, or yeah. something. Yeah. So they want to put maniac, Maziak. Oh, of course. Yeah. So they did that. And then, and then when I showed up at the meeting, I go, yeah, but you need it to sound more over the top. Grandiose, yeah. Grandiose. So I said, you know, like Baron Von okay, cool. Maziak. So yeah. then they go, okay. Or it could have been, I, I would have gone with Dr. <laughs> Maziak. We, we, did, we did say, we did <laughs> think of Dr. I'm, Maziak. I'm doing Captain. exactly what people do. Like, oh, that's Captain. great. Here's what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and yeah. not respect. That the sounds fact like that everybody when we announce a guest Comic-Con. Right. Yeah. Oh, why'd you book this person? You should have booked this person. Yeah. What about like Roger Momoa? Who? Yeah. He has a cousin nobody knows about. That would have been way better. 
<laughs> Roger Momoa. Okay. Yeah, he still you what, listens to his iPod. I'll write that down. Okay. Let's find Roger Momoa, <laughs> wherever he is. He drives a bus. Okay. Let's invite him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think what the point I was trying to make is that uh, I'm a big believer in you can fuck with, like, source material. Yeah. When you adapt. Yeah, of course. But it better be for, you know, like... If somebody borrows your favorite hat, you're like, you did this better be your fucking wedding or you met the girl, your dreams, and this hat completed your outfit and you needed it. And now I'm okay with you taking that hat. Yeah. That one hat I told you not to fucking touch. Right. So if you're going to make Sabretooth, Wolverine's clone or whatever the fuck you want to do yeah. with it, I'll wait. I'll give you a couple of minutes before my outrage, my comic book yeah. nerd outrage comes. But tell me why this creative decision was made, right? Yeah. And so for me, that opening scene, and I don't know if you remember this, Richard, but like very quickly, they just show Wolverine and Sabretooth uh, fighting wars. Different wars, since, yeah. Since, uh, since like the, the Civil the War? Clause? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. before the Civil War, and then there's the Civil War, and there's like uh, World War. There's yeah. Uh, yeah. Korea, Nam, whatever. Yeah. And they're just like shifting. It's one right. fight, but they're shifting through. And like that to me, as a, like, if I'm like, that's to me like, okay. I like what you're doing here. And then it completely <laughs> goes in another direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I also hated Man of Steel. In fact, we both yeah. did. Uh, we still do. Yeah. Uh, loathe it, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's just not good. And we're probably not half the comic book like uh, scholars that you guys but are. But if I call it Cyrano, like just, you know, like in this, like about this guy called a superhero called Cyrano, uh-huh. it's good. Cyrano? Who's Cyrano? Well, I don't know. It's it's just it's not Superman. That's oh for yeah, sure. uh, Mister uh, mm-hmm. Dude. Mister Dude. It's yeah. whatever. Roger Momoa. <laughs> Roger Momoa. Um, Ty, uh, Ty Templeton. Uh, he he does the, those Buntoon Buntoon yep. strip. He did one for the movie where he basically said, if this was a movie about an alien that came about to Earth, it still not be a good movie. But at least it's more plausible. Mm-hmm. Right. Because for whatever there is, there is the this scene is in the trailer. There's yeah. a scene in the movie that kills it for a Superman movie where Clark Kent saves a bunch of kids when he was a kid because um, the bus yeah, the bus was, yeah. was about to drown, whatever. He saves it and he gets spotted by one of the kids. Yeah. And he says to Pa Kent, what was I supposed to do? Let him die? Maybe. Yeah. And that's where you felt that's the... I'm like... That's it. Oh, so, so you're trying to tell hope? Yeah. What? The emotional center is gone. Absolutely gone. Damn you, Kevin Destroyed. Costner. I mean, y- you can make the movie as dark as you want, but th- if if you want to tell a story of this character that is inspirational, that's a movie th- that you tell that for Frank Castle. Yeah. You tell that for Logan. I would even accept that kind of rhetoric from Zod, right? Yes. Or uh, not Zod, but from Jor-El, let's say. Yes. If you want to go with the darker Zor-El, that's like, yeah. listen. Exactly. Uh, you're going to be more powerful than everyone. Because so he's not human, he doesn't really care. Yeah. He's like, I, I sent you there, protect them, but, uh, you know, like, you don't don't go overboard. Yeah. You don't owe him anything. You could maybe push it to that, but not Pa Kent. On the other hand. Uncle Ben, right? <laughs> exactly. On, on the other hand, uh, that is the one that I that I least dislike because the other two are <laughs> ridiculous. I laughed out loud on the Justice League <laughs> Justice League movie mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was stupid. Yeah, that right. was a Superman uh, was was <laughs> really bad. It was all very bad. And Why did you, know, you say Martha? that name, Martha? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> well, the dudes, Wonder Woman looked great in it. It Who? did. She did. <laughs> she was the best part. She was the, she best, was the best part. I mean, Batman Arkham Asylum was the best part in that movie. 
Yeah. They definitely I, play, I, I, played I, I the video the, games. I brought my wife to that movie, <laughs> and yeah. she was so mad at me. She was like, <laughs> why did you take me to this? It's like I can never get that time back. Why? You failed twice. <laughs> it's like, well, for us, the, the hilarity began with, uh, at least for me, because I listened to podcasts and stuff, and uh, when Batman Superman was announced, and then I saw it, and da 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 I remembered an old podcast, I think on the Nerdist, with uh, David S. Goye, mm. uh, years before that. And he had been asked about Batman versus Superman ever being adapted. Mm. And he literally laughed and said, like, if we do that, like, we're out of ideas. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and I could just hear the echo of that. Like, I'm sitting in this movie. I'm like, okay, so I guess... We've arrived. This right? is coming <laughs> from a guy that proposed uh, in one of his Superman movie ideas that he proposed. Superman's going to fight uh, the Tinker with the giant spider. Oh, yeah. The giant spider story. Oh, the yeah. Kevin Smith uh, yep, yep. story. Yeah. No, uh, he is a terrible, terrible writer. <laughs> um, he is. He is. And I, I've been, you know, I can't fully get my hate on for him. I can, I, you know how like there's terrible people, but they've done this one thing. Blade? Correct. <laughs> They've written this one thing yeah. that you're like, you kind of put superheroes on the map. Yeah. You yeah. did a good job. Yeah. Everything you've done since has been uh, an, atro an atrocity, really. And you've just been progressively getting rewarded for every time. You, The worse you get, the more rewards you get. Like Zack Snyder. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, the 300 was fantastic. I 300 was pretty good. Uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Oh, my God. Very good. Very great. good. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. As long as he doesn't write the script. That's pretty much We're it. good. Is that yeah. where his weakness well, the, is? Well, yes. I think his... Yeah. If he takes some, another story and adapts it, like yeah. Watchmen or, uh, you know, that one's arguable. It's, like 300 it's all, was essentially I, I, a storyboard, I, It's right? a Frank Miller story, and it, yeah, it's already made It's for like you. kind of all there. Yeah. I don't mind Watchmen. And, uh, I've I enjoyed Watchmen. I, I, I've said it many times that for the times that we live now or nowadays, the solution that uh, whomever wrote the Watchmen movie, the solution, final solution for Ozymandias' plan is Ma much more plausible than a giant squid. It made sense in that medium in the film medium the squid made sense in the comic book for, for the, the times yeah. that they right. were it exactly. made sense so and I think it makes perfect I, yeah. I liked it the, the parallel comment I'd like to make to something you said earlier about how like um, or I said also how like if you're going to make a fundamental change to the source material it better be fucking good yeah. mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, you know like if you're going to take one of the Norse gods in Marvel and make him black it better be Idris Elba yeah. Like, it better be, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You're going to make him Asian, it better be Donnie Yen. I don't know who you would choose, uh, yeah. Jackie Chan, I don't know. But mm. my point is, is like, um, with with regards to Superman and Batman and all that, that Zack Snyder sort of approach, it's like, for, for Watchmen specifically, I would say the same way, okay, this is the point I want to make, is the same way that you like would like people to kind of accord a... Uh, an introductory respect to all these works as being like sophisticated and difficult to, to deliver. Mm -hmm. I think also people, not people should, but we should think about maybe sometimes the, uh, the, 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 the art of adaptation is super difficult. Yes. Very. And there are certain things that simply do not translate. Yep. They don't translate to, you know, radio, to but TV, and TV I agree. to comic book. I yeah. agree, but I also think that Lots of times it's everything, if they're going to be spending a lot of money on a movie, it, it's done on a timeline, it's done on a budget, it's done on all these things. And it's a very difficult task to get to that finish line on time and produce 
that perfect thing. I mean, I you mean, sound like a programming director for like, Comic like, Con. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. You probably have like crunch time and whatnot, but having worked in the process of making comics, and this is not the same thing as making movies, but I have been involved in situations where, which Deadlines. I think, which I think happens a lot in these movies, where where editorial decisions or, or decisions that are above the editorial they just screw up everything so you ha- you're on a timeline you have to do what you have to do with professionalism but at the same time you're being fucked by editorial because they are being fucked by the, the higher ups yeah. because they don't they don't the decisions are not coming so you are cuts you have uh, reshoots you have rewrite uh, rewrites it's out of your hands yeah and then it gets to you you have two days to to, to do whatever it is that you have to do and it's just, just no time. And then and a marketing <coughs> team comes along and fucks and, you over again. And when it comes out, when it comes out you're the scapegoat because right. you're the visual. The, the visual comes from you. So at the end of the day, yes, we, we bash on uh, Zack Snyder, but we don't know exactly what happened in, uh, on behind the scenes. There. True. Yeah. I think it becomes I easier agree. to criticize someone who um, at, at is at his level because we assume that because he's so big at that point, yeah. he's such a big piece of the puzzle that he... I mean, to a certain degree, I think some of the criticism is, is valid. Because I mean, his fingerprint does, is there. I mean, so, yeah. so He gets the sign-off, yeah, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't get to the but screen. There are, <clears throat> there are creators out there in, in every medium and whatnot that they're such a strong personality. They're not just a talent, right? But they get the buy-in of everybody yeah. involved, the, like the editorials or whatever. It's like the editorial is going to come down and say, "Do this this way and whatever." And but like some creators, it's they, they can't. Like I would, I would cave. Somebody comes to me like that, and I'm just like, "Oh, I'd be angry and yeah. cave into whatever thing." But some people have strong personalities, yeah. and they can go, "You know what? Why don't we try this?" And they're charming and all these other. You know how to placate these I mean, I, yeah. I managed to charge, char, charm my way into doing the stuff that I did uh, later at DC and at Marvel, which is good, but uh, it, it's not very common. It is, and there are those that, regardless of their of star status or not, a detour comes about and tells them, "All right, you need to do this." And I'm like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And for some reason, they still managed to do th- things their way. I don't know how. Like even after you, <laughs> you, you stood your ground, they still get their way. Is what you're saying? Like no, no, still, the, the, the creator. The creator. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen that happen. It's not very common, but it, do, it, it does happen. And you're like, how did you manage to do that? Because most of the time, they, they don't step down. You're the one that right. has to step down. Yeah, I think it probably comes down to something really animalistic and 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 like m- mammal. Sort yeah. of, you know, yeah, domination flight. thing. Fear and flight and fear. Uh, even, yeah. even though you might not, you didn't get your way necessarily because you like intimidated the other person. But they, they looked in your eye, you looked in their eye, and they went like, "Okay, you know what? You just, uh, you just go in the direction you feel is best." And you're like, "That's yeah. what I'm gonna do." And some people can do that. Other people, when they do it, it's incredibly disruptive, yeah. and everyone turns on them. Yeah, it's 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 all human psychology and dynamics, right? I mean, you hear stories of editors uh, saying that uh, such and such uh, creator called them, shouting at them, and they cave. The editors cave when most of the time it's the editorial telling, "Hey, man, deadlines, deadlines, and like you have to do this, and you have to do it." So yeah, Yeah. and then so so there's even people who are famous for that dynamic, like uh, um, uh, Werner Herzog, uh, Mm -hmm. a very famous documentary director. Um, who's kind of a very even, calm, ultra-cerebral, kind of goes on and on and on and on, philosophy, intellectual mm-hmm. stuff kind of guy. 
and incredibly meticulous. Like he's gotten better in old age. Like he can crank them out now. But when he was younger, like it, and you maybe relate to this. Oh yeah. It took him forever to get his films out. Yeah. And they went over budget, and people die on the set and whatever because he wanted to get this thing that like very few people could see. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty much he, what I do. <laughs> he, he had this relationship with one of his like uh, like uh, go-to actors. Yeah. Like his DiCaprio was uh, Klaus Kinski, uh, a super volatile german actor like yeah. a, a notorious guy who like if he came into any other project any project you you'd already like put a budget aside for broken tables yeah. and and lawsuits right but he's of course a brilliant actor yeah. and the two of them produced a series of films but to go at after a certain point like to go to work on that set with those guys you knew what you were in for yeah there was going to be gun violence threatening you know there was going to be yeah uh, stabbing and at the end of the day maybe you're going to get a film out of it you know so i guess my larger point really was that coming back to your explanation about the ending of uh watchmen is they changed the the ending and that pissed off a lot of purists yeah and already the movie kind of came out with a bit of a strike against it with having its creator really like be offended by the the fact that it was even being made well yeah yeah. Uh, so it was like the final straw for the. Yeah, he was always going to be against <laughs> it. Doesn't matter well, how apparently, good or bad it is. He apparently he was on board at first, and something happened. So he's, that's another. He thing. often, <clears throat> I don't know. He's a, he's a very volatile yeah. person. Yeah. It doesn't matter because he already uh, he dislikes that DC Comics owns those books. So mm-hmm. yeah, he's always been vocal about the fact that when he goes, he goes, oh, I don't care. And then you talk to him a little more, and like you know, I hate it. And he can't stop yeah. talking about yeah. it. Yeah, he's sort of like that grandpa that you—it's like he's racist, I'm cornering whatever, but you can't help loving him because he's your family. Right. He's the. Uh, <laughs> a, but I'm not saying Alan Moore's racist. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying he's volatile. <laughs> he's probably a little racist. Uh, uh, he's like the uh, uh, Ted Nugent of comics. <laughs> Please no. <laughs> he's very talented, Ted yeah. Nugent. No, well, you know, Ted Nugent is very talented too, but people forgot because he's uh, yeah. he's he's a loony. Come on, man! Watchmen's one of the only books ever to make it on the on the best of literature. Watchmen yeah. and what's a uh, mouse? Mouse, mouse, yeah. mouse or yeah. mouse, mouse, whichever way you want to put it. Whereas I can't find anything related to Ted Nugent that would feature there. <laughs> well, I mean, because you're we're in the wrong field, but I, yeah. I personally, because I'm into that type of music, not Ted Nugent specifically, yeah. but a lot of the artists I listen to. Um, have a lot of respect for him and oh, yeah. apologize for Ted Nugent consistently and be for like, you know, existence. exactly. They're <laughs> like, you know, Ted, he's really out there, but he is responsible for a sound. Like he evolved mm. the sound. And that's always another question, right? Yeah. It's like, uh, how much do we put up with from any given artist uh, if he's bringing something new to the, to the table? True. Right. Do yeah. we accept, uh, you know, a weird, sexual stuff that might come out about them. Oh, or yeah. Do yeah. we accept, yeah. like, you know, <coughs> I uh, think that violence or I whatever? I think that, that used to be true for a lot of things, but I think now that the, it, the it, tolerance it, level for people is... It's it's mostly because it's more out in the open. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people that we are fans of, that we grew up with, that we didn't know the stuff that they were doing. Yeah, like so most of them. <laughs> exactly. Nowadays, you can be, you know what, yeah, I'm just like not going to follow this creator. But at the same yeah. time, you're not going to disavow the fact that he made this one movie that in, in influenced right. your career or whatever. So That's I a tough there, one. I there's yeah. a big lesson, I think, 
because I think about it often because I don't know yeah. if you last week I don't want to talk about it too much but last week one of my favorite <clears throat> people out there like something came out someone in the else news. got besmirched yeah and the thing Can is it's because it's, uh, it's in the news right? it's in the news it's Chris Hardwick Chris Hardwick oh I, I, di I didn't even know this 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 person but it's been uh, like a lot yeah, yeah. So, so the thing is just that, what's no, the allegation I'm, the allegation is that his ex-girlfriend uh, uh, said that you know he was uh, a very um, uh, belligerent to yeah. her and and uh, psychologically abusive psychologically abusive and very demanding and all these things so she details all these these things and then says that he sexually assaulted her now he came a, a day later and denied these things and um, my point is that it's because I don't want to take a side or anything like that just because it, it's it's just kind of shitty right now it's, like it's that, a hard that, one for you that, because you're a fan yeah because I, I've been listening to him for years now mm. uh, like regularly in my car when I go to places and I always found that he had a he had a, uh, a touch of humanity uh, that was missing in the world and you know oh he's sensitive he's this and That's whatever like, like Louis CK kind of yeah thing. like Louis CK the same thing um, but where where I think like for me because Louis CK I, I held him in a certain level of respect but Chris mm -hmm. Hardwick I would come home and tell my wife hey man you should listen to what Chris uh, Chris's conversation was today mm -hmm. it was so uh, so you were a promoter of his work. <laughs> yeah, I was basically a promoter of yeah. his work, and uh, and a then brand champion. <laughs> and then, but but I held them at the, at this regard, and and for me, I'm not saying for everybody, but maybe for me, the lesson is that stop holding people in such on, high regard. In, in su such high regard, people are people. Yeah, and and they're gonna humans make mistakes. Up. Exactly, yeah. and definitely humans are very very flawed. Degree. And in, and you're right yeah. at at the same time, and in the end, it's it shouldn't take away. It does a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but it shouldn't take away from all the lessons that I learned by listening to him and his, the people being interviewed, because I did learn a lot. It did yeah. open a lot of my eyes for certain things and made me reflect upon myself. It was like my own little therapy, you know. So, yeah, I think it's helpful in these situations to, uh, to kind of do a little exploring of the human condition and think about things and realize, of course, the first step of this is that success, at any level, yeah. Uh, comes with a price, you know, um, and to to have it on that sort of su supernatural like show business level yeah. is a we 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 hear the stories right, and unfortunately the same way as boardrooms, uh, VPs and things like that that those places are populated by um, a lot of sociopaths and a mm. lot of really like hardcore, not super touchy feely people right end up in those power positions uh you know to show business with the, the sheer amount of competition mm. uh you're gonna need single-minded kind of fanatical or just very driven people yeah and unfortunately that also means that they're likely to ha have you know troubled pasts yeah. strange behaviors uh strange outlets for their frustrations because yeah. they can't afford to uh, you don't have anyone to talk to. They might have a drug problem, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So yeah. you have to take a look at that. But then eventually you still, I feel, need to address, you know, I don't know, Richard, how, what your take is on this. Like you like someone, an artist, I'm sure there's minimum one you've, you've, that you admired who's, who's been struck down. I think Louis C.K. is a pretty good example. He might be a good example. Okay. Yeah. Where, to what extent, where do you get off the bandwagon or where do you get off the train with with admiring someone that you that, that has changed your life or that has shown you art where do you, you like? get off no I'm sorry <laughs> or do you <laughs> right in a plant potted plant, a potted plant. <laughs> no uh, <laughs> <laughs> topical yeah 
A tropical? I don't know. It's, it, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough question. Um, I, I think I try to separate the work from the individual as much as I can. But it does take a little bit away from it. I, yeah. I, I you know, like you, you, you can't really deny that. Like if you watch CK special that you know and love again, <laughs> has it been diminished? Well, I, I'm just not going to. Yeah, that's. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So you're full yeah. on. You're boycotting him at this point. I'm not boy. I'm not intentionally boycotting him, but it's like it's just like I. I'm way less likely to go in. I mean, you, might, you can't yeah. see, you can't watch like a sketch where he's talking about women or anything. Or like and when he does a lot of sketches where he's masturbating. I mean, he he, <laughs> he like just just yeah, before it's a bit just before the stuff exploded, <laughs> he was doing these videos with his his um, little girl, uh, like educating and whatnot, and and after all the stuff comes out, you're like, man. Right. You can't even think of that. Yeah. It's yeah. like yeah. no matter what you want to give people benefit of the doubt on all these other things, mm. but at the same time it's 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 in your head. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like I I, I had like five downloads of, of uh not Nerdist but ID ten T and and I was gonna play them in my car and I switched <laughs> to something else. Yep. Just because it's too fresh and, and whatnot. I'm yep. not there yet, you know? But I mean, are there degrees of, ex- you know, like I'm not talking about acceptable crimes, but are there, are there degrees? Because it seems like with the hysteria online, we tend to just kind of lump everybody. Like the guy that touched a boob, you yeah, know, well, is on the same level as the guy that's been like, well, uh, I think uh, to uh, me, forcing I mean, women to have sex with sexual for 20 assault years. is, is, to me, that's a huge Horrible. line. You know, <laughs> the thing yeah. is that if you told me that, oh, he's a little, you know, he, he was uh, demanding and, uh, high strung and you know had a, you know that I can understand because at the same time you, he's a workaholic and all these other things but then when she says that even if I have my doubts it's still sure a it, possibility you're affected. now that's, that's 100% you know? I didn't get so, that but he's, not, he's he's certainly not deserving of a Harvey Weinstein kind of uh, a slap is he? like is he in this in that category? No, I, I, you're right. There is, there are differently categories because Harvey Weinstein was is is practically Gee, was, unrepentant, yeah, monster. You yeah, know, yeah. Uh, and and there's several allegations and whatnot. This is yeah. one person's account, uh, you know, and there could be more. We yeah, don't know. yeah. You know, I I had to confront this question much earlier than like that it became sort of socially. Uh, like, uh, you know, the Me Too movement and all this other stuff and all these guys going down, uh, all these celebrities, George Takei, all these people being, like, conf- uh, well, allegations. George Takei was de- debunked at eventually. Yeah, that was debunked, but yeah. he w- I'm talking just, like, the, the 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 flurry of accusations and stuff like that. Like, I was confronted with this way before because um, in film school, you know, obviously we're taught the classics, and, the cl- you know, the classics means, you know, stuff, it's about 100 years old, right? So a lot of that stuff is like going to be Chaplin and it's going to be early Soviet stuff and all, all this other type of filmmaking. And just to take in a really obvious example of Chaplin, you know, it is a very well-known fact that uh, Charlie Chaplin uh, not only liked very young women, but he even married one, you know. And I'm talking like 13, 14, right? And that kind of flew... Uh, in in the 1920s, 30s, whatever his time, because so Woody Allen is kind of following the f- following the bootstraps, there. right? So it's it's some of these things are very contextual, but I had a lot of trouble because Chaplin obviously was one of the first directors and and creators that I was really wowed by, and now I'm like, uh, and I, I think I, you're right, Richard, because I don't think I've watched any Charles Chaplin movies since, even though I still hold hold them in very high yeah. regard. Stanley Kubrick. 
Kubrick. Okay, wh- what do you have against Kubrick? Well, wasn't wasn't it Stanley Kubrick that was uh, denied uh, that he's denied entering one of the festivals because he was uh, r- he harassed somebody back in the day? Uh, are you, you mean you mean Polanski? Oh shit! <laughs> yes, yeah, Roman Polanski. Yes, Roman Polanski. Yeah, no, yes, he yes, he yes. he harassed and by harassed, yeah, he, he sodomized he ra- a thirteen-year-old girl exactly. at Jack yes. Nicholson's house, yeah. which never got like explored any further strangely yes, yes. so yes Roman wow. Polanski not Stanley Kubrick sorry about that Mr. Kubrick That's yes. okay. and I feel like if they had actually explored that like investigated that a little further they would have found like Bill Cosby somewhere in oh, one of the adjoining wings because yes. it was during that era yeah. where yeah. powerful people could just do that throw these like weird they kind of still it's it's obviously too much too much light shed on it yeah. but they kind of still do it It's always been a part of it, right? Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, the, the, yeah. The, I mean, this is this, you know, sinful type of things. But at the same, I, I mean, I don't want to go too far on this. Yeah. I just, yeah. my point was, is that that's always a tough one. Yeah. You know? And I think overall, it's a positive thing that this stuff is coming to light. Yeah. Well, If I, anything, at I least creatures will things. be scared. Yeah. Scared yeah. to like, you know, they'll be a little bit more careful. Yes. Yeah. But there's always the danger of also, you know, like uh, overdoing it. As we, we, we tend to overcorrect Yeah, and then go after just everybody. You know, like he changes hair color. He's a monster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. it might take like the celebrity worship culture down a notch. You yeah, know, which is a, a good thing. That's yeah. a possibility. That yeah, goes right. back to your point of like maybe some of the shock comes from the fact that we elevated these people to Too this much. like yeah. An, yeah. impossible level. I think level. that you know it should we should go back to like that respect. You know, like uh, uh, I respect Leonard Nimoy and I want to meet him and you know yeah. uh, you know and and but not hold him. I was yeah. going to say too late, but <laughs> yeah, I was trying to hold back. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> Not holding to this regard of like this superhuman. Yeah. And that's where we, we hold a lot of the celebrities, you know. Well, yeah. But at yeah. the same time, you know, the, the thing is that a lot of the work that these people do, be they celebrities or artists or whatnot, they do affect us. They do influence us. They yeah. do have uh, good or bad things that happen be- because of that. You know, they give us direction. Yeah. Yeah, this so, is the old argument about like using uh, the res- like Nazi medical. Oh God, medical like information, right? Like yeah, research. <laughs> like, do we burn it because it was you know conducted under horrible circumstances, <laughs> or do we cure cancer? Yeah. The thing is, what is the re- film is a medium. Yes, it's great. We're planning something at the moment, something that has been written especially for film. Hopefully, it will be out by the end of the year. Um. Adapting from one medium to another, I know that it's automatic and it's reflexive, but there's no reason for it other than to make money, and there's no reason for it other than if something is sold well in one medium, then let's make it into a film, let's make it into a television series, let's make it into a computer game, let's make it into a T-shirt, let's make it into a bubblegum card collection, let's do all. Why? Well, because we'll make a lot of money out of it. All right, so Marco. Yeah. Um, I was going to ask about the accent. Yeah. Because at first I'm like, you're francophone. But I'm no, like, no, no. That's no. not quite the francophone. Marco Rudi. Uh, Marco Rudi. It could be, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, so where are you from originally? I'm from Mozambique. I speak Portuguese. Okay, I did not expect that. Yeah, yeah. I'm usually the, s- the strangest thing at the table <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Mozambique. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Born and raised? Uh, Yes, I lived there 19, uh, t- till I was 19, and I moved to Brazil, well, Portugal first, and Brazil. Ah, I hear and it now. now okay. Canada. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, so Mozambique, Portuguese colony. Yeah. Hence the Portuguese. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and English? Do people speak English in Mozambique? Yep. Yeah, because of South Africa, it's just very close. So we learned to speak English like very young. Okay, and how old were you when you came over? Uh, came 27. Uh, came here, it's going to be seven years now. So uh, I was 24. No, that can't be right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was, I was 27. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So you first... Your first crossing was over to Brazil. Yeah. For linguistic and cultural reasons, I guess. No, I I had a scholarship. I went to study architecture there. Okay. Yeah, and that's actually how I got to do comic books. Okay, you're gonna have to elaborate on that. <laughs> yeah, because um, growing up in Mozambique, I've read comic books. Actually, I grew up uh, start re- reading Banda Cine first. French stuff. Yeah. Right. Of and course. then I got to the American stuff. Uh, but um, uh, it's one of those things that. I don't know how it is here, but there there are professions that, especially in Mozambique, it's not like you can aspire to do. It's like it's literally impossible because it's so conservative. No, or? just because it's not. It's so it's far fetched. It's not a job. Yeah, okay. I mean, um, when I was growing up, there were artists there. There were actually famous artists. They were published. In, they were revered overseas but these were people that you would watch on television like these are this is the person that went away or whatever so i mean it would it would be more feasible to think that i can study to be an engineer and therefore i can apply to nasa then i could think that you know on one day i'll draw spider-man it, it was okay. it was literally impossible for me to think that that would be possible so when i was in brazil i would i would put um, in my projects because some of the teachers were geeks as well. I'd put like whatever Godzilla destroying the, the <laughs> whatever plans or whatever stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> and um, awesome. and I would talk to some of my teachers about the like, geek stuff, like comic books, because I was a fan. And one of my teachers, he kept pushing me. You should try. At that time, I knew of uh, Brazilian Brazilian creators. Um, but it was still something like, okay, I already live in Brazil, but it would be like these these are the Brazilian people that do that. I am not Brazilian, therefore it's just not for me. I, it would be something that I would think it's for American people. Uh, for some reason, it was like you blocked. felt like this was not accessible to you. Uh, not at all, until I did some stuff. I put it put it up on uh, DeviantArt, and then I got contacted to do like a gig at Image. Oh but, wow! Yeah. Okay. It, it was. It That's was one crazy. Of, yeah, it was one of those things like, this is this is amazing. It's, it's a surreal golden yeah. ticket moment. Yeah. Okay. I did that. Did that that went well until it fell through. <laughs> may, <laughs> may I ask, which, which uh, cause I, I was I was still heavy in when the Image uh, project happened. I did a, uh, at the time, Image, I think they're still divided in the different creative sides. Yeah. And one of them was Shadowline. Okay. And I did a book called, um, uh, what was it called? After the Cape, yeah, it was about this uh, this would-be hero. The concept was very good. The execution, <laughs> yeah, didn't was not <laughs> was, was did not meet the the mostly because levels. of editorial. The editorial basically changed the concept like from night to day, okay. from day to night. It was not very good. So originally, the concept was was about this this uh, would uh, has been superhero. He is a drunk. And because of that, uh, like his life is messed up and whatnot, and he would then have to be a criminal to do some stuff. But the idea would be him struggling with addiction. And uh, th- that never came through, like at all. They turned it into what? It, they turned it into uh, like hand, super superhero <laughs> guy, kind of like that, but more like superhero guy is not a bad guy. He's, he, he's a bad guy that does bad things. Okay. 
and and I, there was no redeeming quality or no or, no. or gray gray area to it. Yeah. Okay. And that it was a three issue miniseries. Um, the I had a problem. This is actually when I when I, when I told you about um, Red Bull uh, because of uh, trying to juggle college stuff with uh, with comic book stuff. Uh, I mean, architecture is pretty demanding. Right. And uh, so, sleepless nights and whatnot. I OD'd on um, caffeine and um, uh, taurine, uh, Red Bull. Yeah. Like it, it was awful. So I told I told the people like this is this is happening and this something had happened bef- way before that happened because I had to travel to Mozambique and I had malaria. <laughs> oh yeah, as one can sometimes. <laughs> yeah, they and say they didn't be- they didn't believe me when I said so. I have malaria. These are the symptoms. This is what's gonna happen, and uh, they're like, yeah, sure, fine. You, you, when you get better, we can uh, resume work. They thought you had a flu or something. Yeah, and so I get better. Like all right, you you're three weeks late. So you need to double the overproduce. It was it was horrible. In any case, they printed out the because I didn't do I didn't do the end of the series. I did uh, 15 pages of the third of the third issue of 20 of 22, and uh, they put like a on the back cover. They put uh, you notice that uh, the artist here has changed uh, here at uh, Shadowline. We don't like uh, unprofessional people. Oh, they 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 threw you under the bus. Oh, totally. In the fucking comic. Oh, in the back cover. Wow. So so I was like, career gone. But also, what a dick move. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. So uh, in that time, like, I mean, right after that happened, obviously, uh, there was there was no you're, job you're offers. Devastated. Knocking on, yeah. yeah. But uh, they made I, you look like you you were you you copped out instead yep. of you were yeah. deathly sick. And it was not the first time this has happened. This has happened with a very big company as well. Okay, <laughs> so we shall remain nameless. Oh no! Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have been vocal about it, but yeah, then no, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, so so it's once fine again, now. incredible circumstances yeah. forced you to not be able to, to, to deliver. T- yeah. And they kind of made it look like you were lazy. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. And uh, I mean. Uh, I think around seven, eight months after that, I met uh, artist Rafael Albuquerque. He's he's a pretty big artist now, and he took me under his fold to to his studio. I thought that was okay. This is the answer. I'm from the studio. I'm gonna get all the gigs. Yeah, that was also not happening. Okay, it took this, a while. You were in Brazil at this uh, time. This is still yeah. in Brazil, yeah. Uh, until eventually, I I threw. I think I, the one convention that I did there, I met uh, an editor at DC Comics and an agent, which was pretty pals of that editor so they got they got me the final crisis which was the dc comics event at the time kind of a big deal oh yeah it, it was you, you're you're you've gone through the door now you have uh this much this this many days to deliver this stuff this that these other artists can't because they're uh, slower than you you have to be fast go uh, and it's a grant morrison book by the way uh, okay. So it, it was it was pretty intense uh, wow. to begin, but uh, I still I mean it was a good school that that time was a good school and it was probably the I was gonna say it's the highest pay I've gotten but it isn't because I got better than that, but still it was the the, the gauntlet like it, it, yeah. it made you yeah yeah okay. so that that was and after that I got an exclusive at DC Comics and that and that that's where it all began and I quit quit college because of that. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Don't wow. quit college, kids, but. Um, 
I did because I, I was not born for architecture anyway. So. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what happens to somebody who starts out in a traditional profession yeah. and then gets like a like an exit point somewhere. Yeah, it, it is that they're like, uh, you know, don't follow my example. It's it, happened to I me. I mean, for specifically. me specifically, it's one of those things. I mean, I can study to be an architect. Right. But uh, if, if, again, somebody had told me, or you know what, you can grow up to be an artist and, and draw co uh, comic books and uh, be celebrated or whatever, I would never believe it. Right. Yeah. So when the opportunity showed to me, I'm like, okay, do I continue to study, to graduate as an architect, to try to find a, a job as an architect and be successful at 40? Or I continue doing this thing that already pays me more, that that, pay, that my teachers get paid, and I'm doing something that I never even dreamed that I could do. Right. Like so. you're doing a, a, yeah, a science fiction job. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing a comic book job. I was drawing Superman at the time. I was actually drawing Superboy at the time. So it's like it was a pretty hard, tough thing to, yeah. to quit. You have those <laughs> moments, right? Yeah. Did you, did you want to chime no, in? No. Sounds like you just like won the lottery at that point. At that point, it was. I mean, yeah, how yeah. could you turn that down? Yeah, yeah. But also with it comes probably a whole bunch of uh, anxiety as well, because yes. now you gotta. Now you're like, okay, well, I've been begging for this opportunity, and now it's here, and now I'm terrified because I need to deliver. Yes, it's uh, something a lot of artists go through. As oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but uh, for some reason, I just got into it until problems started emerging. Then I'm like, oh, oh, this. So this is this is so. I don't know, like three, four years. It was a bit of a honeymoon because you tell me to do the stuff. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it because uh, I think this is awesome. And it doesn't really matter uh, what time constraints I would have. I'd just do it because I could do it. Mm -hmm. But um, people get used to that. Too. The companies get used to that. So when you're under-delivering on, uh, on that time, like if the knife comes closer to right. your throat. You're like, oh, oh. So this is how it works. So thank Ar you. Art, <laughs> art with like deadlines to me is is so insanely incredible. Yeah. You know, it's to me, it's got the same sort of. Um, it's when like you see a rocket, you know, a yeah. SpaceX rocket, and you're like, so we built that. When I was in Egypt over yeah. here, right, and that's what I wanted to be. I wanted to be an artist, and uh, when I realized that I didn't like people telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> for drawing and <laughs> everything like that, I'm like. <laughs> This bullshit. This I, could I, I be can, a problem. I, I, this could be a problem. I can echo that. <laughs> I don't oh, like I, people. <laughs> I don't like. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I, I, you know, for all the criticism I give it, I did enjoy it at the time. You know, like I experiment, because you know, when you go to school, there's there is that <clears throat> you're experimenting with things you didn't think of, right? Yeah. At first, you're like, I'm gonna draw this, and then they're like, Oh, you could use these materials, and you could use those materials. Yeah. So that was a learning experience. What, what's the reaction from your family like throughout the Oh, throughout that career? was that was uh, complicated. Are they conservative, uh, would you say, or traditional? The, a bit of, of uh, they mix uh, uh, being progressive on one th on things and some things and being conservative on others. They were definitely conservative conservative uh, in regards to school. Right. They're I like mean, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, mm. you 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 graduate, then you can do try to do these crazy stuff. I think that comes with being a parent. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. I'm as progressive as they come, but I, but I'm like tell my kids I'm like, "Nah, you're staying in school." And, and it's like I understand <laughs> and I even understood the when uh, because I had a fallout with my folks, mostly because I was very immature in the way I presented things. Like, "Oh yeah, I'm doing this and this is it." And th that's not how you go about right. things, especially because 
uh, as much of, the, of their life that is being invested into it, they also invested a lot of money in you going overseas for you to studies for you to t- say, you know what, I'm not going to graduate. Hey, Dad, I'm going to draw Superman. What? <laughs> yeah, but that <laughs> was for a living. That was a, that was the thing. I mean, for as for Super as boy. for as excited as I could be, and I couldn't convey it because one, they're not living, and two. Um, the concept of comic books. Yeah, you're telling them you're going to go live on the moon. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. And they're like, so we can get to the moon? For a very long time, I would still get them. So when you're going back to school, nowadays, my, my folks are pretty proud. They share my stuff. They talk to people. But the people they talk to, they question. <laughs> yeah. I remember once uh, <laughs> visiting uh, my folks and we had to go to the bank or whatever. And we see this uh, previous neighbor and my dad's like, oh, this is this is my son that I told you about, and she just looks me down. Up. Also, this this is this. Oh is yeah, not the nice. tattoos immediately. This like this is not nice. <laughs> the, the folks don't like this as well. <laughs> but uh, it was like the person just sized me up, and they're like, oh, oh, it's the guy that quit college. Yeah, I figured that out. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you got immediately like branded. Dude, dude. Um, and this is not even exclusive to that, mostly because my country, my home country, is more conservative. Of course. I, I met, uh, like, whatever, girl, go on a date with girl. And she's like, oh, you're still doing the child stuff. When are you going to grow up? Of course, <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, it's, oh, it's you're a clown. Beca- because well, she's I was gonna a lawyer. Bring this up. <laughs> I was going to bring this up. We yes. uh, had a, a guest on, Habib, uh, a yeah. stand-up comedian, yeah. um, a guy who's now in, out in Toronto, a very funny guy. And... Um, he he had the same thing. He's from uh, I think he's what is he Lebanese? Lebanese, yeah. Yeah, so he's from a traditional Lebanese family. Yeah, and he did the PhD thing or whatever. But uh, actually, he he did a PhD in The Wire, the sh- TV show. Yeah, that was his thesis. That was thesis. His, he defended a thesis on The Wire. That's cool. So that's the kind of guy he is. You'd probably like him very much. But yeah. he had that thing where he had to sort of ex- explain what he was going to pursue as a career uh, to his folks yeah. and. In Arabic, uh, particularly in the Lebanese dialect, there's like no word for com- stand-up comic. Yeah, the, the closest thing He's is clown. clown. <laughs> so he just explained. He's like, no, no, mom, but you see, I'm not a cl- no. I'm going up on stage, making people laugh. She's like, a clown. You're gonna be a clown. <laughs> so he just gave up at some point, and he was like, yes, I'm going to study to be a clown. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I still say like people are like you still do the child stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I draw comics for for children, which basically it's kind of like that. Sort Anyways. of, but not really. But yeah. yeah, but it's not a concept. I mean, yeah. it's just not a concept, and that that's fair enough. And uh, at a certain point, you just have to like stop fighting. I guess. Correct. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. I am a, I'm a I am a clown. Yes. Yes. And I draw children's stories. Correct. Yes. Yep. Uh, let me get back into my Learjet now. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah. <like>, wow, <laughs> clowns make a lot of money. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, uh, after that, I would. Uh, I have done this just just a little bit when people would ask. So, so you, do, what is it that you do? I got tired of explaining like this, this, and that. Sure. I would just say, all right, do you know Superman? I worked for the company that uh, do the books for Superman. So you have drawn Superman. Actually, now I have. Yeah. Now I ha- at the time I hadn't, but now I have. Oh, uh, yeah. For like from the movie. Yeah, that. Ah, then now they can relate. A oh yeah, bit. it always. I always have to reference the movie. Well, like, the key oh. is that you also said that a company. Yeah. And you also said film. Yeah. And and so uh, it's responsible. All of a sudden, right. there's like. So a you make money. Uh huh. 
Yeah. It's a billion it. dollar industry. You get a yes. check and yeah. then you have prestige and respect. Exactly. And these are s- code words that they start to like yeah. understand. Right? And it's in, it, in, in, it's in the United States, so they're, they're always associated with that. Which is even more. Yeah. yeah. Now you you went to rock and roll and, yeah, and yeah, you yeah. did this stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I remember being on a on a plane once coming back uh, from Europe, and I was ended up. You know, you play that game when you get on the plane, like, you know, hot chick, please, hot chick. I want yeah. to sit next to a hot chick. Oh, <laughs> do you? I never <laughs> played that game. I'm just I'll never yeah. play that game. I was a young man, uh, <laughs> so I ended up sitting next to like a 65 year old African man, which I was like, okay, well, I guess there it is. And his name was chick, as well. chick Hot. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ended up talking to him, turned out to be a super interesting guy, and he came from a completely world, a different world from my own, and I was just meddling with filmmaking and stuff like that, so I thought that, like, he just finished telling me how many diplomas he had, how many kids he had with how many other diplomas, and how he was proud of his daughter for becoming a karate champion and the whole bit. And and then eventually I'm just dreading like the sweat started to pour <laughs> as he's I'm I'm waiting for the like and what do you do young man, right? And I'm yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. a filmmaker. What? <laughs> a filmmaker. <gasps> and his eyes like open super wide and he suddenly like just revealed to me that even in the most conservative uh, edge like uh, school days of his of his life back in Africa, nothing. Uh, gave him more wonder and excitement than American films. Yeah. And in his day, uh, Spaghetti Westerns was all that would get out there where, yeah. he, where he was from. And he's like, yeah, in, in class, we, we were quiet and we listened and we did our, our homework. But the second we got outside to play, we were cowboys. We yeah. were John Wayne. We were you know Clint Eastwood or whatever. And he's like, what you do is super important and you can change the world. By the time I got off the plane, I was like, I'm, I've got a responsibility yeah. to the planet. <laughs> and, and now I'm podcasting. <laughs> those, are, those, are pretty, those moments are pretty gratifying. They're great. Because they do happen and it's pretty good. But it was a legit, yeah, it was yeah. a genuine moment because here's this man who could have easily been like, oh, you do the movies. Okay. But he was, no, no, dude. He's like, what you're doing is something that resonates even yeah. in the communities that have nothing to do with that culture. Films can reach, you know, and I was like, wow, okay, yeah, all right. Legit. Maybe in 20 years, video games will get the same respect. I sure, sure hope <laughs> that it's going to be in five. Yeah. No, I know. It's it's crazy, yeah? Cause video how, games? How it's know. a billion-dollar industry. It's sur- in Quebec, it surpasses... Yeah the uh the film industry by like I mean, loads and it doesn't get an ounce of respect in 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 this world i mean yeah, uh, i am i'm suspect because i am a gamer myself but uh you could you could talk about um there's a game called Jack, that dragon cancer which is basically a journey of you play a kid that is going to die of cancer that's a video game and oh no, sorry. You play the parents because the basically the people that wrote and uh, and made the game are the parents of the kid that died. Okay. And oh. they were just uh, uh, documenting the journey or how it is to live with a person, a child with cancer. Wow, that's I mean, crazy. It 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 is a it, the mechanics are there for you to enjoy a game, but you in the back of your head you know that this is very sad. It's autobiographical, yeah. Or on the other hand, a few a few months ago, I played a game called um, Hellblade, um, Hellblade something. I forget the the, the name of uh, the subtitle, but in the the way the game is presented, it's like oh, it's a fantasy game. It's a dark fantasy game where this person hears voices. You have to play the game with headphones, by the way. But the game is about mental uh, mental illness, and it's a pretty 
pretty uh, steep uh, dive into mental illness. I mean, I played the game. I'm like, this is one of the best experiences I've ever had in any type of storytelling. It's exquisite. And I'm never going to play the game again because <laughs> it's, if, if you think about horror, that's how it feels like. Right. Especially if you have mental is uh, issues of your own. So, I mean, in the in the gaming industry, people talked about these two games a lot, but uh, and they it, they both won BAFTAs and whatnot. But it's still you still hear uh, because I remember way back in the day, Steven Spielberg said, "You're never gonna cry in a video game. You're never gonna have the reactions that you have." to E.T. in a video game. I'm like, you played that Dragon Cancer. I challenge you to laugh. Sure, sure. So, But of course, he was there. working with what the context in which he was, right? Exactly. Like he was thinking of Pong. Like, Pong's not going to make me cry. I think, I think nowadays, uh, it's just a matter of time because these things are more and more out there. Yeah. People are more and more talking about it. And the interactivity, I mean, there's more people playing video games than going to the cinema and watching movies. By far. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time for, for, for that to happen. I think that's a good, that's a good segue into Comic-Con. I don't know about you guys. Oh, yeah, sure. sure. We've talked about comics. We've talked about film. We've talked about video games. And All those things are happening at Comic-Con. Comic-Con. <laughs> July 6th through 8th at <laughs> Palais de Congrès. All right. Well, we talked to you last year before the, the event, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. Get me excited. Oh, about my gosh. You know what? I'm good. Well, <laughs> specifically, obviously the the nothing else. The guest list is 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 great. I'm I'm thrilled with it. Uh, for the comic book guests, you know, besides our friend Marco over here, should have invited Jean Claude Van Damme. I, I we did invite Jean Claude Van Damme. He just did not accept. Huh? You know, that's because we are poor. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> muscles from Brussels. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, no, we have a uh, we have. I mean, you know. At the same time, we do have Chuck Norris coming, so that's a big that's deal. That's why I said you should have invited Chuck Norris <laughs> instead. No, yeah, I'm kidding. You but know, I was but but they can't all does. they can't I'm both kidding. fit in the building. But you know, on the break, I was <laughs> giving you this whole spiel about like how I don't like to approach celebrities and. Jean-Claude Van Damme may be the exception. Maybe I just haven't you have I haven't had seen the guest or you the, on the on the guest list that I would turn into a little boy for and like be super excited and please sign my thing, please sign my thing. Mm. I think Jean-Claude Van Damme I would mark out because yeah. he has well, given Chuck Norris is a big deal. Chuck is yeah. great, but he's just a little bit before my time. Yeah, like, I think that's the mm. thing. It's like if you, you were, know? you know, just at least just a little bit yeah. like i caught the the delta force years which yeah. are still good years sure. yeah. but i don't have the, like the yeah, you know the, yeah. the the bruce lee years and the, uh, the good guys were black yeah that's yeah. him right yeah uh so i'm not fully connected to him that way texas but ranger come on but Texas <laughs> Ridge is like after. Jean-Claude. It's after, but it's also not exactly our crowd. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme for me is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. And and yeah, knowing sure. every and knowing everything about him, like the good and the bad and everything. Like yeah. he's just like a story. He's a dude that still, was there in my life. Still deserved uh, more props on that JCVD movie. That's excellent. Yeah. 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 That was a one of a kind film. Yeah. There was that, that short series that got canceled that yeah. was pretty good too. Yeah, they tried to turn it into a series, but it didn't fly. Yeah. So. But uh, uh, so I was on the break again. Val Kilmer, right? Yes, Val oh, yeah. Kilmer. Val Kilmer. I have a funny story about Val Kilmer. I mean, Val Kilmer. Everybody knows him for for a lot of things: Top Gun, Willow, and uh, Heat. Tombstone. <coughs> Tombstone. Batman. He's Batman, of course. <laughs> um, our second favorite secret, Batman. Uh, secret. Secret. <laughs> uh, 
Top Secret. Top Secret. Top Secret. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. See, oh, yeah. That movie, Top and Secret. And of course, Doc Holliday in Tombstone, yeah. which we mentioned. Top Secret and Back to the Future when I was a kid. I mean, uh, um, Star Wars wasn't uh, readily available everywhere, like on, on VHS to get, or it wasn't playing a lot on television, if I remember back in the early 80s. Um, so I didn't have a chance to record it, but Top Secret, I remember recording it on a beta. In French, probably. Yep. Uh, no, it was in English. I, okay. I recorded it in French. I, I had both, actually. The French dub was funny, too. <laughs> it was. It was actually well made. And Back to the Future. So those movies, <laughs> we would have, like me and my friends, like, you know, 13, 14-year-olds, just watch it yeah. over and over and yeah. over again. And my love of Elvis... Uh, came because from Top Secret, from Top Secret really? because I was like, oh, who's this guy being? Oh, it's Elvis. And then you start. Well, you start. And look, I, I, my hands are typing as if because as if the there was internet, internet back in 1980s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go to that disco play. when you go back know, on your BBS. I don't BBS. Know, even know how. I guess conversations and yeah, talking yeah. to people that I the discovered radios. Elvis shortwave yeah. radio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, then I started buying, you know, like Elvis records. Yeah, uh, really. Yeah, yeah. I was like in the in the late 80s, early 90s. I was big time into Elvis. I had black hair and the whole th- and the wow. slick and everything. There is records of this. You've posted some of them. Yeah, yeah. We don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> we do now. Yeah. <laughs> You're on a podcast. Yeah, exactly. God. That's pretty cool, man. So, Go yeah, what's Thursday. the what's the funny story? So, the, well, I I don't know if it's a funny story, but I mean, I just uh, I'm fascinated by by the fact that there's this guy that I idolized when I was a kid, and uh, and then we finally because there's not a lot of them. I mean, it's hard to phase me anymore with. You know, so many years of doing this. Uh, some I actually get more phased with comic book creators. Oh, me too. Uh, than than the celebrities. Like if you can get one that you can get before it, you get a bigger hype f- feeling than yeah than Roger Momoa coming. <laughs> 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 exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, uh, I'm impressed in in a in a in a uh, subjective kind of way with uh, guest list and and whatnot. But if like for example, Nick Spencer, you know, yeah. uh, that we we fought for to get. Wait, Nick Spencer is coming to the show? He's coming to the show. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not nervous. I'm not nervous. Uh, you, no, you don't like his work? You're not a fan of his work? Uh, I love Morning Glories. <laughs> that was one of the great books that I, I loved reading uh, uh, what quite is a bit. The, uh, int- uh, Infinity Vacation? Inf- in, uh, there's a vacation, whatever, that he did with um, uh, names are, fa- are running away from me now. But, uh, yeah, there's a book that he did about uh, an Infinity Vacation or something. That's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know. Yep. It's like it's it's all different writing styles. That's what's great yep. about comics. It's got mm-hmm. a whole wide variety. Uh, but we also have Jerry Conway. So here's that's here's a good segue is is that Jerry Conway is one is the guy who took over Spider Man yeah. right right after Stan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like what? I cannot you know? emphasize how 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 happy I am that Jerry Conway is coming. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Punisher. Of course. He's the, co- co- uh, the creator of course. This is one Punisher. of those that you would want to just hang out talk. Yeah. And he's super cool. Yeah, yeah like just judging by what I've seen him do on Twitter yeah. and stuff like that, he's, he seems like he's he's really sharp. Yeah. So we have like the one of the guys, one of the, the, the precursors of early Spider-Man stories, yeah. uh, you know, Punisher killing Gwen Stacy, you know, like a lot yeah. of characters. And now Nick Spencer is going to be. I uh, think it's coming out next month. He's uh, writing Spider-Man. Is that yeah, it? Yep. Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, yep. uh, he's restarting Spider-Man number yep. one. And Val Kilmer. And Val Kilmer is Batman. Right, but you, this started out with you telling Tell us the funny story about uh, Val Kilmer. 
No, there is no real funny oh, story. It was, it it's just the, um, it, it's just the fact the that I with Elvis. Oh, the Elvis thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. That was it. Okay. Yeah. Okay, sorry. You know, it's, it's a lame story. No, it's not. I'm sorry. No, no. I just it's got the impression. Into a movie or <laughs> I got the impression that you went on a tangent, and there was another story. So I just wanted to get <laughs> okay. Sorry. But who sa- who in the in the around the table was like, hey guys, let's uh, let's call Val Kilmer. Um, I mean, the thing is that lots of time. I mean. Uh, I think his name came up years ago. We put him on a list, but we just didn't know how to get in touch with him. We was like, do you know who, how, what? Yeah. Or we, you know, we get names or numbers or emails and we send out emails and nothing comes back. Yeah. So it's like, okay, it's dead. There's a lot of dead ends. We literally, artists especially, mm. <laughs> creators, we send out hundreds have of you emails. Tried, have you tried Sinkovich? Who? Bill Sinkovich. Uh, I think, uh, yes. Okay. Mark and I have both tried and he just hasn't replied. Because yeah, I met him at, uh, well, the time that I met him, he was at the Niagara Falls show. So really? I know that he goes. Yeah. And uh, the, that was the one moment where I was like, yeah. I don't know if I felt like a, with this guy. a fanboy or. Oh, yeah, total fanboy. Yeah. 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 I did one of, one of the, pe- when I, did a, I did a series for The Winter Soldier, and one of the pages I did a homage to one of his pages, and I gave the, him the, the, the original. And the guy was like, oh, that's so nice. I'm like, oh, please don't. Don't, like, don't, yeah. don't don't you go being like that because come on yeah the stre- the pressure's this way <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> not yeah, that yeah. way yeah so that, that was pretty sweet so but anyways continue yeah so you're gonna have the signature beer I yes. guess my my over <coughs> my over arching arching yes. arching question was what's different this year well okay well it's the 10th anniversary so it's 10 years we technically started before but it was like we were very much comic con comic con before when you start dating you're like yeah. alright let's say March 15th <laughs> yeah so it's 2009, the first convention where we had a variety of guests, right? Uh, so that's where we, we start counting it. And um, uh, this year, there's a lot of, like, besides the celebrities, there's a lot of great celebrities. Check them out on the website. Uh, my my shoo-shoo is uh, David Duchovny from of the X-Files and Lindsay Davis. And that's a huge deal. Skinner. So it's a, it's a big deal, and I'm going to, if I'm not sick, I'm going to host uh, the panel. So I'm no pretty Jillian excited. Anderson, though. Jillian Anderson. Was booked, and it was yeah. cr- a crazy thing, like, w- <laughs> because when we announced David Duchovny, like, we were, a week before, we signed him. Yeah. Three days later, we signed Jillian Anderson. Yeah. And you're like, this is the biggest thing ever. And the biggest thing ever. Oh, yeah. And we announced it and whatever, and then, like, three or four weeks later, she's like, yeah, I'm going to have to cancel. And I'm like, uh, no. It's like somebody pulled the rug under you, and yeah. it was going to be, like, you know, perfect thing. And we had... Uh, sold the most amount of international tickets of course ever mm. there are people coming from brazil there are people coming from mexico uh, just, australia we're, we're like on season three right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> for and the first time <laughs> and you're realizing oh my god there's so many bad episodes uh <laughs> <laughs> well you can d- uh, what i've heard from x x file heads that i know is that there's essentially two approaches to watching x files you can either do the like the episodic ones like the ones that are just like the the one-shot deals or you can just extract all of them and just watch back to back the the story arc ones. Yeah. yeah. And and take that adventure. What I did is you do both. It's frustrating. <clears throat> I did I did both, but at the same time I uh, like with, when when I met my wife and she saw that I was a crazy person that loved X Files, uh, I said I'm going to introduce you to the X Files. And uh, we, what I did is I, I I was selective on what we watched. The mythology stayed because there's the arc, but also the good. Right, standalone episodes because there's a couple of bad ones uh-huh. know, that you're like, eh, yeah. it doesn't serve anything. There's no character and it's not cool. You know, it doesn't have like a scary or something like yeah. that. So, 
Except that the cool episode that she didn't watch is Home. Uh, that's the episode with, uh, with the redneck. Yeah, the redneck. Yeah. yeah, the infamous <laughs> yeah. episode. Banned in the UK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I agree. Probably banned in Australia as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, so uh, I'll, uh, uh, love, love, love the X-Files. The X-Files, because uh, I collect toys, right? And they didn't have X-Files toys back in the late, mid-90s. You've got an Instagram page now for that, right? Yeah, I, yeah, it's pop logical. Pop logical, yeah. And uh, I, I post pictures of my toys. I should post pictures of the. F- so what I did is I grabbed Star Trek toys, <laughs> and I sculpted them out, and I made Mulder, Scully, uh, Skinner. Uh, <laughs> you changed them? Yeah, I, I like <laughs> I, cool. I repainted he them and everything. Them. Oh, that's adapted cool. Them. He exactly. adapted them. He's oh, an yeah. adaptation. Yeah, exactly. uh, Mulder is uh, Data uh, repainted. Yeah. That makes sense with a bigger yeah. schnoz. And uh, uh, I guess uh, Doctor Crusher is is uh, no, actually, Scully? believe it or not, it's uh, Deanna Troy is Scully. Uh, I I just repainted her hair and yeah. okay. <laughs> cut it off. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I did that, and uh, yeah, uh, um, Picard was uh, Skinner. That makes uh, sense. Uh, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. I just put a little little okay. staples uh-huh. as glasses. Yeah. Like I this is staples. This is making sense. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, I, I should bring them to you next time, but or I'll take pictures and post them. That's I still have them in a box, but <laughs> yeah. you know. But then the real toys came out from McFarland, so I was oh. like, yeah, <laughs> it's like I'm embarrassed. Yeah. Actually, that's even cooler now. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because sure. you were one of those people that were like, I really want toys for that. Like, yeah. Don't have them. I'm going to make them. Yeah. 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 You co opted proactive. Yeah, it's like, and then they released them, and then I bought big action figures. So yeah, so I'm I'm a pretty big X Files fan, so I'm very excited for that. It's a big, uh, it's a great thing for the 10th anniversary. It's right? a great thing for the 10th anniversary. It's uh, I think it, uh, it's something that puts a highlight on like we've come so far. You know, yeah. look at us. You know, well, uh, one of one of your guests. Uh, sorry to cut you off. Yeah, that's no, okay. But one of the guests that you have, and it's again one of those that I would love to just uh, hang out, talk a little bit, is uh, Danny Trejo. Mm. Oh Danny yeah. Trejo, yes. Yeah. You know Just that to is. hang out, I talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Danny Trejo's coming, man. Oh shit, that's yeah. badass. And to talk about like his his life story is amazing, man. Yeah. it's one of those that again you just want to talk, hang out. Like, how is it that you do what you do? He's so, great. How don't I was you, a criminal. Yeah. How does yeah. he not and have like sixteen series going on just on life stories? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's too busy, man. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. he's he, I don't know. He makes like a dozen movies a year. Yeah. It's crazy that he's able to make and it hilarious to ones too. Yeah, he, he he for me is like he's graduated into that iced tea kind of. Oh, for me it's he's he's, oh, he's superior. Iced tea. No, but I mean like yeah. in a, what I mean that is is he's like even though he's past his prime, mm. uh, he's still badass. Yeah. Oh yeah, like, yeah. As, okay, as, as an old saying, man, yeah. he's still like not. I would still would not mess with him. Yeah, yeah. if I see him down the hallway and I will. <laughs> yeah. yeah. By me about see, see, the but thing they'll is, do silly things though. S- they'll do see, silly films, but you still it doesn't uh, erode their badassery. See, the thing, th- the thing is, speci- specifically for me, uh, I always thought like this guy is amazing. But then I saw um, there's a movie called uh, Blood In Blood Out. Of course, which a movie, <laughs> movie from the '90s. Yeah. I really, really like. Very good film. And I rewatched it a few months back, and um, there's a picture where they all standing side by side. And I'm like, this guy is not very tall. He's tiny. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I always thought he was taller. No, no, no. He, no he's, the camera. he's like, he's like, let's face it. Right but beside them, he's the bigger guy, but he's just a wider one because it's his aura. He's just 
not very it's tall. It's a tiny guy, yeah. But yeah. Blood In, Blood Out, in case you're wondering, is like essentially the uh, um, Mexican Boys in the Hood. Yeah, it's a great It's an movie. Ed, But it's a Shakespearean, like, yeah. like it's a very yeah. good movie, yeah. actually. Very good movie. Great, great soundtrack, too. Yeah, yeah. Visual Vatos, arts. Vatos Locos Forever. Forever, yeah. yeah. I don't want his apple, I want his life. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of great moments in there. Oh, uh, yeah. So, okay. So, uh, Duchovny, Val Kilmer, Chuck Norris. This already sounds like, uh, you know... a a good time, yeah. And then G- Momoa's coming, yeah. Roger Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. You he, told me you couldn't get it. Roger. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You had Jason. to book. We were stuck with just unfortunate, Jason. somewhat <laughs> exactly. famous brother, yeah, Jason, who has uh, had the most biggest fan reaction ever. Of course, uh, Pro- it's Pro- crazy. I mean, uh, Aquaman, uh, Aquaman, and uh, Game of Thrones and Frontier. He's so popular that people who like me suspect Aquaman won't be great. Still, she would cheer for him <laughs> yeah. being Aquaman because yeah. he's that likable. It's yeah. true. It's true. He he's got so much charisma that he walks onto the scene and you pay attention. Yeah. Um, also, Atlantis. he's not short, Sorry? so he's <laughs> on Stargate Atlantis. Stargate Atlantis, yeah. and also uh, he's just one of those guys. I think that that uh, made made the connection with his fans. Yeah. Yep. Like he's he's legit connected to his fans. Yes, he is, and uh, he's he's. Really, a down to that. That's one guy that I wouldn't mind. Like, I'm not fascinated by him or things like that, but it's a guy that out of the guests, I'd go, I wouldn't feel completely intimidated. David Duchovny, I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd feel completely intimidated because the, the guy's a scholar, he's got two degrees in something. So, I feel like I'm, I'm stupid. You could just talk to him about Pokemon, man. Yeah, who David Duchovny? Yeah, it's like, really? hey, what are your thoughts on Pokemon? <laughs> <laughs> What's Tell your me. take on it? It's like, what do you think of Lost? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your take on? On so Sasha. yeah, but him like uh, I feel like uh, Jason Momoa because he's a big beer fan and I'm a big beer fan, so I think that we could talk for, for and beards and beards too. Yeah, exactly. Beards. So and beard. uh, the, the guest lineup is is pretty rock solid, but there's a lot of other features that are uh, that we wanted to add that are going to make things different. There's uh, this concert that's called Nerdstock. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's a, a lot of bands. Yes. Uh, you know, um, uh, there's a steampunk band called Jardin Mécanique from Quebec. Uh-huh. They, they just released a comic book <laughs> as well. Do you know Jake Zion? No. Uh, is it Jake Zion? Yeah. No. Uh, uh, he talk drew, about he drew it. Talk about the reason I want to be there. And oh, I'm going to get to them. Okay. Uh, there's an uh, opening band is Billy <laughs> and the Fox, and then you have uh, uh, um, Skier Fluo. Uh, it's a it's a punk uh, uh you know neo-punk band uh but <laughs> what's funny about them is they have a song they sing in french and they have a song called uh, costumadier or costumadier which is basically means cosplayer in french oh. so <laughs> i never actually heard the french term for that yeah it's that's terrible. the uh, okay it is completely terrible yeah. costumadier it's like it's, it's like clavardier it's it's like, a made-up hmm. word that na- nobody Cosimedia. asked the community <laughs> of course yeah. the, costume uh, clown yeah costume clown <laughs> we stopped <laughs> using it we used to use it on our website yeah. and we stopped using it because i mean everybody uses cosplayer anyway exactly yeah. cosplayer yeah. um man in child costume and the and the <laughs> and the main band in that is cybertronic spree which there is basically go. it's um uh, autobots and decepticons yeah. and uh, um uh unicron and uh a quintesson that they yes. got together with spike they got together uh, so that they can bring uh, peace to the universe through the power of rock, power of love. which is great, which is uh, I mean fantastic. So they sing they sing songs from the documentary film uh, uh-huh. Transformers the movie yes. uh, from nineteen eighty six. The documentary uh, film, yes. yeah, it's a documentary yeah. film. It really yeah. happened. The cinema uh, verite. Yeah, do, do, exactly. They obviously Classic. have to sing that Does you have the power. Oh, they, 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 they touch. That's not they even sing that. They even sing the Pokemon song. Uh, Here's what I love about Cybertron. Uh, Cybertronic Cybertronic Spree. Excuse me, I've had beer. Uh, <laughs> everything 
I love everything <laughs> about them. And they've had the following genius. They're, they could have, I mean, uh, Stan Bush is the man that yeah. created that landmark album for yeah. the Transformers. You don't, you don't cover Stan Bush and try to cover, like to try to like, you know, mimic it perfectly. Cause you cannot sing like Stan Bush. Like the guy is issued from that era of music where you did not even step to the mic unless you could do like a full on falsetto yeah. and shred and do the whole thing and the musical arrangements. So they've done the next best thing, which is like an really endearing sort of fan band, but they, but their, vi their, their visual presence looks like super fun and they were smart enough to get a, a really talented girl on the, on the band yeah, who, RC. Can, who can go hit those notes. Oh, RC is amazing. And then there's just a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of gore in there, a little bit of, you know, uh, yeah. you know that that sort of. It's I can't wait to see them. It's 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 I'm I'm I've and been so trying for years to bring Agreed. them to the convention, uh, you know, but uh, budgets and everything. So now we got a, a good thing with um, uh, um, Shanks events that brought the event to Fofun Electric last mm. year. Uh, so it's going to be at Foofs. It's, it was at Foofs last year, but yeah. this year it's going to be at the convention center. Word. Oh. So we're bringing it. Yeah. What exactly. time though? At like uh, eight o'clock. Okay. Cool. What? So <laughs> where are they from? Uh, Cybertron. They are. Uh, they are from Cybertron. Uh, and, um, yes. But uh, I think. Where were they, they first spotted? Uh, they were spotted last. <laughs> first time I spotted them was in Toronto. So. Okay. Mm. So they 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 they, they landed. They there. seem to be based out of Toronto in okay. the recent yeah. years. Uh, That's where the ship crashed. So okay. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Richard, you laugh, but it's 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 not. It's they they stay completely in character. Uh, I am not kidding. I, I tried to ask them because I, I used to be a musician a long time ago, not really just singer. But I used to try to ask them technical questions and whatever, and they stayed completely that's, in character. That's how and I was like, it. oh, okay. I like them even more now. <laughs> and for it's the insane. first time ever, Richard and I, uh, who end up being usually the two old guys wherever we go, uh, will be able to sing those songs out loud and it makes sense right yeah because yeah. not half the time when we're like no, you know after all is yeah. said and done exactly yeah. when we're singing that stuff we just look like two weirdos yeah. like nobody understands what we're <laughs> why you're a winner exactly and those are some <laughs> that's you know what that album that whole all the songs in there are great because stan bush's sort of like over positive attitude uh like yep. posy music at the time was just kind of like generic in the sense that like a lot of people were doing that kind of music yeah partying it was the 80s right but now when everybody's constantly like dour and grim yeah. and 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 superman sad and everyone's sad <laughs> yeah fucking sadness everywhere yeah this is exactly what the world needs is, is cybertronic spree we yeah. need yeah. these songs about like the powers inside you dare to believe yeah. nothing's gonna stand in my way like you need to do all that shit and i'm, I'm tonight Exactly. <laughs> um, you. This is the perfect time yeah, for, yeah, for yeah. this band. So very excited about that. Uh, the, we also have a musical. Uh -huh. uh, there's a, a musical theater troupe from Montreal called House of M. And they are bringing in Buffy the uh, uh, Vampire Slayer once more with feeling. You know that musical episode? Okay. Uh, so they're bringing it and putting it on stage. They're, 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 they're going to sing. On stage. They're going <laughs> to... Right on. You know. <laughs> That, see, that's the little scrappy fringe side of <coughs> Comic-Con that I love and I hope never, yeah. ever disappears because that keeps it, I feel, like a foot in the in yeah. the underground, no well, matter how successful it gets. I mean, you go to yeah. other cities. I'm not going to, you know, compare us to, to, uh, to everywhere. Fan Expo. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but at the same time, it's it's some conventions have become a little generic, right? It's like you know <laughs> what, exactly what to expect. It happens by – it just happens. And I understand that, and that's fine because it's it's you kind of need that to, to be the – 
the status quo and yeah. you go, okay, well, I know what to expect when I go here and whatever. But however, one thing that we're in Montreal, right? And, and, uh, we are a little bit different. We've got, besides the language thing, we've got other stuff happening. The respect for art, the respect for thea theatrics and multi, and, multi pot. Yeah. The melting pot uh, slash carnival thing. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, so I've, I feel that it's the approach it's, is just different. Yeah, yeah. the approach is There's very a carnival different. thing here. Yeah, we even have uh, we announced today uh, uh, burlesque geek, so that's uh, carnival <laughs> on the Friday night. Thing. Yeah, where so, uh, fri at the at the event again? Okay, that, so most basically all of the uh, the shows they're going to be at the event. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We talked about doing them outside and whatnot, yeah. but we felt. We have. We were paying the rent. Okay. For, yeah, for, yeah. Might as know, well. Might, might as, as well, well do it. You know. Yeah. So the you know equipment's you, there. What you could do also sure. is build a, a condominium in there. Oh. With a shared space for artists. That's a great idea. <laughs> now, follow me here. I know this sounds okay. crazy. And and they could just, any time they want to come down and work on stuff. Okay. Cool. Feel free to steal this idea. Um, and how do you feel about stealing? Is that uh, is uh, that something that uh, happens a lot? Stealing. In life uh, look, it depends where you're from. Sometimes it's, it's not. I don't stealing. want these things out there, buddy. Now everybody's going to steal this idea. Look, I'll tell you what. One of the <laughs> most it's copyrighted. You now. Yeah. One of the most uh, vicious, not vicious, but like cold businessman I ever talked to at a very young age. Like I met this guy too early. I needed his advice later, but he just said like. I, I, this was at the age of where I was like, and I have this business idea, and I also have this other project idea. And, it, and he just looked at me and he's like, I'm going to steal all those. I mean, I'll think about them, and if there's any good ones, I'll take them. Otherwise, here's what I recommend. If you're going to blab about your great ideas, uh, the best you'll expect is six months. You have six months to move on them. And I almost did that time. But the, my point being that you have six months to move on this idea I just okay. gave you. Well, don't worry otherwise about it. it's mine well you have no money <laughs> you got, you got so. the millions to appear exactly. you need to make them uh, magically he appear. came from Mozambique <laughs> and now draw Superman so well, you have no excuse not, not now I drew it I'm actually <laughs> not drawing any of that right now okay well the, the point is he came from Mozambique so anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> let's uh, segue into uh, other events that are happening. So uh -huh. the, the Buffy thing. We have uh, Medieval Combat. So uh, I heard that was, was blood? That there last year? Blood involved? No, uh, well, I wish there was blood. Wasn't there like no. a Roman? Is this we the Roman We used to have guys? a Roman thing. Okay. And then uh, so we moved on because we did that for two years. So it's time to try to think different yeah. things. So, so we're now Medieval. Uh, now we're doing Medieval. So people in, in armor and mm -hmm. swords and beating like on each it. other. And there's going to be lessons for these. Uh, Is it during the show? Like it's, the time It's of all the show? during uh, during the show no 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 but like the, the 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 duration of the like floor show yeah what I mean. yeah, yeah yeah it's uh, they're upstairs uh for, you know around those times during yeah. the, the floor show hours we we have a family zone too yeah so those that have kids like you jason uh-huh so uh, uh the family zone we have nerf battles and we have laser uh laser tag, uh, laser tag and we also have um uh lightsaber training okay well now so my kids are coming yeah, yeah. Good so job. It's uh, yeah, it's it's because you know, I'm a geek at with with kids and some of the or, kidding, other like organizers. I bring my kids every I know. <laughs> no matter what. Well, that's the. It's also that's what I think. Well, one that's of the great. Differences in Montreal is is that a lot of families that come to our show. Well, there's room for those families to be at the show. Yeah. Oh, because exactly. there was in other cons, it's not a thing. No, uh, not very. There's common. no room <laughs> for anything. It's okay. too crowded. Families are yes, afraid. Yes. Yeah, you're, is, gonna, you're gonna lose it children. It is overcrowded. Yes. Yeah. Now, are you going to mention? the most important thing that's happening in Comic-Con. Um, I already said Marco was going to be there. Yeah. So what's... Uh, you forgot, like, the main event. Uh, the main event? Yes. 
namely Richard and I podcasting officially for oh. Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so officially, uh, you guys will be podcasting at the show yep. during the whole weekend. You better bring a lot of batteries. I see you brought some batteries. You better bring a lot more than that. We got a Got lot of batteries. No Uh, no, uh, uh, electrical outlets there. (laughs) We can't afford electrical outlets for these guys. Plus, we need to be mobile. Nimble. Nimble and And dexterous. (laughs) Nimble. (laughs) Nimble and agile. Nimble and agile. And also nimble. Yeah. And light on our feet. (laughs) 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 And swift. (laughs) But yeah, man, uh, the the reason I wanted to bring it up, other than to shamelessly plug it, is to, uh, uh, you know, to, to thank you. For uh, for you know your your openness to the idea. Oh no problem. Yeah, I was gonna say thank me later. <laughs> we'll see no. how it results. I mean, ultimately <laughs> the, the thanking will be coming back this way as we're gonna do an awesome job. Good, Richard. We have to do an awesome job. <laughs> uh, no pressure. <laughs> but I think this will be a cool experiment, and uh, we're gonna see how this. You know, I mean, the, we're we're testing this for the first time. We're gonna we're go. We're gonna see who we can talk to. My mission, personally, I don't know what, how Richard's looking at this, but is to get a pulse of the communicate what the comic-con experience is in a in an enjoyable way so not just report on it but to get people who who might not be able to make it to the event or who had maybe a really good time at it to listen to it and kind of go back because it's not going to be live we're going to be recording it and then we'll we'll, we'll release it to be like okay this is what's going on over there Mm -hmm. you know and uh, great things happen when you put microphones in people's faces sometimes. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a hard thing to explain to people. Like, I mean, you know, yeah. we, we live it every day, every, yeah. you know, here and there. But uh, it's like, you know, even trying to sell it, you know, media and, and whatnot and say, oh, so it's uh, comic book artists and uh, they're there. And yeah. yes, that's one thing. Oh, and you got celebrities and, you know, they're selling autographs. Yeah, but that's not all they're doing. But there's also you know? stores. But and there's not, stores. And no, but that's not it. Really. Yeah, it's like it's it's a... It's, uh, it's a you know the author a celebration. It's totally that. Yeah, it's a celebration. Geekdom. Do you know Brian Pedro? Uh, yep. He's a author. He wrote uh, Amos Daragon, and uh, so he he I invited him in 2012. Okay, uh, the one show that I attended first. Yes, yep. yes, yes. And he came to the show, and he had no idea what he was. He's, when I call him, I, he's like, eh, "I'll give it a try." It sounds like Salon du Livre, you know, like the yeah, book like fair, a book expo, what he's used to. And he came to the show and, and he was like, his mind was blown because first of all, genre in, in Montreal, in Quebec is not huge. I mean, in most places, <laughs> but, but meaning it's not something in books and, and movies. It's not yeah. mainstream, you know? Uh, so so was, he went to a place that he didn't know existed that people are celebrating this. He's like, this is like a party. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah, he all thought, my people are here. <laughs> he thought he couldn't. Yeah. He didn't know their, his people got together somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like there was a secret. You That's what I want to get. That's <laughs> when I want to hopefully. Uh, I want us to be able to, and uh, uh, the uh, illustrious uh, Dave Michaels will be joining us as well. Yeah. Who's going to be our <laughs> our scholar, our uh, you know our comic book geek scholar? Uh, perhaps maybe some other cool people are going to show up. I have. I, I'm hoping some surprises. I've talked to a couple of people who are going to be there who uh, might join us and uh, you know chime in. But I want to capture that 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 raw like happiness that I see yep. at cons and. Just people feeling like this is a place where anything goes. A, a true safe space, right? Yep. Like as opposed to what, you know, they talk about on TV, on social yep. media. This is an actual place where just people come and in like this is where you get to be weird. Yep. And you get to be off and you get to be different. And it's not about showboating. It's a little bit about it, but it's mm-hmm. not really. And, and there's costumes and there's art and there's 
uh, camaraderie and geek geeking out. Like that's what it's really about. Yeah, and, and a I lot w- of discovery too. It's like you know people walk around and uh, yeah. I, I I mean I remember the first time I went to cons. It was solely to buy more books. Well, yeah, <laughs> and originally that's what it was and about. I right? took a, a load off my feet one time and walked into a panel. I didn't know that these things existed where people talk freely and about yeah. theories, ideas, and concepts. You can ask your heroes questions. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is happening? Awesome. You know? Well, so. uh, I don't know, Richard, but uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Last year was my first time at Comic-Con. Ooh. And uh, so now uh, I'm looking forward to going back and, you know. Talking about zombies. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Richard's our zombie correspondent. <laughs> our our post apocalyptic correspondent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's cool, that's man. There's a panel on zombies. It's ca- it's called From Ah to Z. Oh, really? <laughs> zombies. All right. It's All a right. horror panel. We'll All be right. there. We'll definitely <laughs> check that out. 